0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, O Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the voice of the Lord. I will make breath into you, and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, and say to it, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe into these." I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army.
2: you got millions of people flooding into israel from all four corners as prophesied by the bible i just don't think they're just going to go there with no infrastructure and i do think some people will be used but i don't believe that the Father is calling the vast majority of israel out of uh right now at this moment sister as you heard yaina last week talk about we have reached the 400 year point and i think she is on the something with that i think that is very true very true uh, I think we have reached the 400-year point. But, I mean, excuse me, it's coming up. I'm not having reached, haven't reached it yet, but we're getting there. And I do believe that there is going to be a coming out at that point. But, but I do believe our brothers and sisters, like our brothers and sisters that went to, uh, y'all brothers, they're doing 15 things at one time. But like our brothers and sisters in Demona, uh, there's uh, 3,000 of them roughly scattered throughout Israel. I do believe that the Father is going to use them, and I also believe that the Father is going to use other groups of people in the land of Israel to help orchestrate this mighty move of this remnant of His people back into the land. Now, the Father calls it a remnant because He knows that Israel all would would, would laugh at the idea, would not heed to it, would be comfortable where they're at. And so we know just based upon Scripture That the vast majority of our people Won't think about moving And that's fine This show This show Is to provide tools To those people that just may be A remnant That remnant The remnant Spoken up throughout the Scriptures That the Father has put it into your heart To start thinking about returning back To our homeland Because we are Israel And many of you have uh, the Father's been stirring your heart, and so tonight, tonight, Sister Eliana Batya, myself, and I don't know what Sister Arlene, my wife, is going to be contributing, but we just want to put some tools in your hand, if you are indeed being inspired the most high, to go either with the big return or be Use in some way because you definitely got to hear from the Father to go there now. Because we believe that most of us believe that Israel is going to be destroyed some way or another before that remnant get the mass remnant come in some type of way. We don't believe it. I don't necessarily believe it's going to be wiped off the mouth, blew blew off the map, where everything is just totally destroyed. I don't believe that, but I do believe there's some destruction coming to the political system for sure in the land of Israel. And this is going to orchestrate. uh, This is going to prompt. This is going to uh, 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 be used by the Father to bring in that remnant. So that's what this show is about tonight. I just wanted to really say that very clear. Yes, we're in 100% accord. Most believers I know that believe this way, that it is not time for us to go as a vast majority of people to Israel right now, or even that remnant, okay? But I do believe before the that's the big remnant. It happens. And we're talking about scriptures like folks because some of y'all need the word. Ezekiel 37 is a good one. Before I'm coming to you, Sister Batya. Actually, let me go ahead and bring on Sister Batya right now. Uh, Miss Eliana all the way. Let's take a plane, everybody. Y'all ready for a plane ride? Let's take a plane ride all the way up, all the way up to California and get our friend. Uh, let's see. I think this is uh, Erico 209 Six eight three. Is this Sister Eliana Hold on, hold on to your mic on. Now let's try it again Sister Eliana, is that you?
3: Yes, Shalom, Shalom And how are how are you doing Seth And how is everybody doing on the call tonight This is Sister Eliana And I'm really happy to be here tonight Very excited Very, very excited And I do want to say something about that 400 years And the reason why it's not right time To do that Mass migration because we got at least One more year we got to go to 2019 before the We come to that 400 year Close
0: so
2: Yeah, yeah. that's what know. I was trying to say I was Just fumbling over the words I think I got it out Though at the end but you're absolutely right I don't believe it's time for the vast exodus uh, Sister Eliana we in one to call with that not just you and I But thousands if not millions of uh, Israelites all over the country and world Believe that however uh, When that big vast majority of people uh flood into Israel, uh remnant. It won't be all of us. It won't be all the Israelites. So don't if some of y'all scared to death, think we no, you you just go ahead and stay where you at. Stay truthful to the most high. Continue to seek his heart. Continue to obey him as best you can and uh, keep your lives clean. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about first and foremost. That's what it's really all about. Because he can protect you wherever you're at, really, if you follow his spirit. But I do believe he has commissioned Israel to come out of her, my people. But most of us will not, won't even think about going. But this show, again, says the is for that remnant that the Father is stirring their hearts. So in a year or two or whenever it's going to happen in the near future... It's, I, we believe, folks, you hear, you hear me say it right now on Blog Talk Radio, all these shows are recorded. I believe that it's already happening. Folks, what can you do it's already happening? It's already happening. It's just that we don't believe it's time, but it's already happening, Sister Eliana. Our people are slowly, slowly returning back to Israel to stay. And, uh, Sister Eliana, one of the things when I got stuck, I don't know if you all remember last week, I was talking about how I went over to Egypt, and I got stuck in Egypt. And uh, the next day, you know, they got me out. I mean, it was really easy. It wasn't a big deal. I ended up realizing that the father was in there because I got a chance to spend night at this really beautiful hotel and got to see the Red Sea, which I always wanted to see. Uh, 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 so that was a blessing. But anyway, Sister Eliana, one of the uh, immigration workers, say the reason why you got stuck, sir, is because y'all come over here and you don't go back. I said, what do you mean? She said, "There's many people that come over to Israel, and they don't return back. They just stay for years and years and years. So, folks, there are some people that go over to Israel, and I, I don't. I'm not defending this, or it, it, it is a legal court to Israeli law, uh, and they just make Israel their home." And uh, that is the honest to God the truth, that's what she told me. And when I went to Demonians and, and, and said that, they said, that's true. She told you the truth, brother. They said, we seize the power to define. We don't let other people define our our our, our, our goal and coming. You know, we believe this land is ours, and they do not have the power. And so that's where they're at. I, I kind of disagree with that. I, I, I kind of I disagree with that, I think, when it's time. It's going to be a little smoother than that, but I understand it. So, folks, listen. For whatever reason, people going legally, uh, going, seizing the power to define, maybe going illegally, if, if that's the way some of y'all want to interpret it. But make the long, to make the long story short, Sister Eliana, our people, African Americans, and other people all across the world, really, African descent, dark-skinned people claiming to be Israel, is returning. What do you got to say about this, Celia? Give me some
3: feedback. Well, I think it's absolutely wonderful, because you know what? It is our land, and we do have the doggone right to go home if we want to go home. <laughs> now, the Most High will bring us in the Mass, but, you know, if we want to go home a little early, and we have the grace and, the, and the, the go-ahead and the anointing from the Most High, then do it. Just go on and go home, because, you know, the Father always send some ahead, even when we came out as a people, there were some that stayed behind as a remnant, you know, that that did that escaped the captivity, that escaped all of that. So, you know, what we have to understand is about us as a people, and I think this is uh-huh. where we miss it sometimes because we always try to group ourselves as a one-mind collective. When we are individual people, the House of Israel, with our own intentions, mindset. Uh, ways that we do things. We are not just one blob of people. And that, and I really get pissed off when I hear people say, you guys are hidden in his hell. You guys are this. You you can't do that to us as a people. We are individual. Yet we are of a country and of a nation, but we are individuals. So the most time might be moving on me individually in a certain way that he's not moving on you. And the other thing we have to remember, Judah is going to awaken first. And we know that the whole household of Israel was black. We know that all the Egyptians were black. We know the Canaanites were black. The Hittites were black. The Jebusites were black. The, the, the Perizzites were black. We know all these people were black. There's a lot of people in the United States right now, they're not all Judah. And they're not all Israel. So when we're talking to people about this truth, we, 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 if they're not waking up and feeling it, maybe they're not Judah. Maybe they're not Israel. Maybe they are Israel, but they're not of the tribe of Judah, and maybe it's not their time. Because Judah will hear the message and Judah will awaken first. So what we have to do is just be a little bit more discerning instead of getting mad at people because they're not catching the divide, because the most high this is not this is not a thing of done of human hands. The most high clearly said it is not by might nor by power, but by my <laughs> spirit, saith the Lord, the Most High. So we have to remember that the Most High will breathe upon those that need to be breathed upon. And just everybody, we don't have to convince everybody of this truth. But Judah will awaken first. Judah will arise. So we have to know that. Judah will arise. And that's all we have to be concerned about. We just have to keep teaching it. If they are tribes of Israel, they'll awaken in their time. If they are not, they won't awaken. So we don't have to worry about those that are not of the household of Israel waking up and coming with us we don't have to worry about it and it could be your cousin it could be your best friend because remember when Herodotus did his description when he traveled from Greece way back before BC he said he thought that the Hebrews and the Egyptians were one people remember when Joseph was burying his father going to the cave of Machpelah to bury his father Remember, the people, the Canaanites and all the people around said that Egypt is in great mourning. But it was Joseph and his brethren and a company of the Egyptians accompanying them to bury their father. So we look alike. So that's why we, we have to use discernment and spiritual wisdom. We don't have to get into arguments with people. We don't have to be mad at anybody. We don't have to humiliate anybody and put them down. All we have to know is the Most High is doing this. And Judah will awaken first, and Judah will arise. Judah will arise and lead the charge. So that's all we have to do. We have to be excited, happy, you know, yes to our brothers and sisters who are going home right now, yes to those who are waking up right now, praises to those that will awaken, and then thank God most high for those that will come in the greater exodus. That's what we have to be concerned with. We need to get excited about this. Because we are about to be moving on And I'm so glad that the time is now
4: Yes, yes, yes Well, y'all, that's just
2: I'm sure y'all know who that is by now That's Sister Eliana And Sister Eliana, again, what city are you in?
3: I am in Merced, California In the Merced. central how valley of California, yes They say Merced the how, game can, game how, game how can I forget? <laughs> they say that Merced is the gateway to Yosemite So if you know about Yosemite That beautiful, beautiful mountainous region That is oh, here okay. in California That's where We're located in the valley Of that mountain region Which I understand is a volcano i, I found out I've, I've come to find out But the most yes. yes, yes. Powerful well listen
2: uh, Do me a favor In Tell everybody how to get a hold of you. Then I want to go switch over to the phone lines and bring on Arlene for a little bit. She's not going to be staying late uh, long as uh, as I anticipated. She Arlene is a woman of many talents and she has some things she's got to do. But I want to bring on for a little bit my wife that is Arlene Turner. She'll be coming on and saying hi to everybody and just she won't stay long again. But I want you to go ahead and see Ellen before I uh, bring on Arlene and just kind of uh, tell you about how to get a hold of you. And um, just, you know, um, and just your email or maybe your Facebook or whatever you have, they can get all you in any announcements you got really briefly here.
3: All right. If you want to get in touch with our ministry, it's on Facebook for Beth Shalom Messiah. It means House of the Messiah's Peace on Facebook. Uh, our email address is Beth Shalom JG for Jaffa Gate Ministries that I started uh, a long time ago um, before Beth Shalom. So, Beth Shalom JG at gmail.com. If you go to Beth Shalom on my Facebook page, I did update it with a phone number, which is my personal cell phone number. Um, so, if you want to talk to me, you can call me direct. You can also get me on WhatsApp. I'm on WhatsApp as Eliana Batya. If you want to WhatsApp me, you can also message me in Facebook Messenger at Eliana Batya. So that's the way to get a hold of me. We are a Hebrew, uh, Messianic Hebrew ministry, teaching the truth of who we are as a people, teaching the truth of scriptures. We do believe in the full working of the power of God. You must be born again by water and by the Spirit. We believe in that. And so we, we know that you have to be sanctified, which is set apart, for the work of the Most High God. So we do believe in yeah. the spiritual Jews, and that is our ministry. We teach and preach the gospel, which is the good news of our Messiah, our brother, our elder brother, has come. But we also bring the understanding that we are the Hebrew people.
4: Amen. Also, and we one, are. one
3: more thing. One more thing. We are having a prayer breakfast. If you live in the Central Valley, any of the Central Valley, and we're going to have it in Stockton, it's going to be March 24th from 10 to 2. We're having a prayer breakfast. It's a solemn assembly. We're calling on the name of the Most High. And if you're in, if you're in the Bay Area, Sacramento, uh, Fresno, San Jose. Um, Anywhere in those cities, Modesto, you are welcome to to attend our prayer breakfast. You can see us on Facebook. You can register online. We are taking a $40 donation because we're feeding the people, and so we need the $40 to, to fix all that good food. However, you're welcome to bring someone with you that can't afford it because we do want to minister to the lost. So if you can make it there, we'd love to have you, and all are welcome, children included.
2: Amen. Amen. Well, it sounds like you're busy. Busy lady, folks. Just like I was saying last week, everybody, Sister Yaina, Sister Eliana, all of the people that have contributed to these shows, really. this is really about our fifth part five, really. We just changed the topic. But anyway, folks, busy, busy bunch of people. Well, listen, let me go ahead and switch, and thank you for that, Sister Eliana. Let me go ahead and switch uh, gears and, and just go to um, sister, the one and only, Arlene Turner, this is my wife, folks, and Arlene has uh, be very interesting to what she has to say because she's been in the background and she's seen this whole evolution of us being uh, from her revelation of us being Israelites. She's been to Israel, and so let's just go in and see what the wife has to say. Ericode, well, you know your phone number, uh, Sister Arlene, are you there?
5: Uh, yes, can you hear me?
2: <laughs> I, you're just fine, just per, just perfect. How are you doing tonight, sister?
5: I'm doing so fine. My goodness, it's like you're so far away.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're in the same, we're in the same place, y'all. But it do sound like we're far away. But listen, go and say <laughs> hello to the people. It's been a while since you've been on. Just say hello to Sister Ellie I don't know, if, I don't think y'all've met yet. And uh, just say hello to her and everybody, please. <laughs>
5: I certainly will. Well, good evening, everyone, Blog Talk family and listeners, and Sister Eliana, we've never met, but I have listened to you, and you're a very wise and learned woman, and just, it's nice to, to talk with you, nice to meet you tonight. Likewise.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, well, Arlene, uh, you've had a chance to listen to a few of these broadcasts uh, with regards to this remnant and, and the return, everything. Uh, I'd like for you, I'd like to just know, though. The, uh, more than comment commenting on that, I'd like for you if you don't mind, because I know your time is limited. I'd like for you to comment really on your uh, sojourn in Israel when we went the little the little time you was there. Uh, you saw Israelites there had, that have left the United States. I think it was 1967 when the first when the first wave came, and you saw the businesses. After we went on tours of all over Israel. What do you think of your experience seeing those people? that they seem comfortable? In their skin there did you think they was trying to be like the israelis because this woman right here she will disagree with me in a minute <laughs> and agree with me in a minute so she, this ain't no yes this ain't no yes woman right here she'll let us know so y'all about to get the show enough truth but uh what did you think of uh, israel demona and, and and uh the dark-skinned people you saw there just what comes to mind when we say uh african americans living in israel how, how is their state please
5: Well, it's interesting to have the experience of traveling that far. I didn't know what to expect initially. And, you know, usually when you travel to countries and you don't go to Africa, but you go somewhere in America or to other places, you end up with a lot of people that don't look like you, and you still have that sense of, uh, you know, you don't really fit in. And you kind of have that when you go to Israel as far as the airport experience and, you know, going through... uh, customs and whatnot and just you know it, feel, it feels like you're being scrutinized and, and, and all of that and then suddenly you know you get in a, a in a bus or and you drive and you get to a place and people as soon as you get out of the van people walk up to you and they say welcome home <laughs> you know and you're like right. wow welcome home some say so welcome it's to
2: north africa
5: and some say that but you get a sense of belonging, a sense of connection. Uh, you begin to look around and you see people, they look just like you and, and you know, they speak English as well as Hebrew. And uh, a lot of them have either they came directly from America or their parents did. So they're not that far removed from what we experience here in America. But they're so different in that their lifestyle is different, they're cuisine is different uh their um, worship is even different uh, there's a unity there there's a sense of community there there's a respect for elders you know there are so many things that are part of a positive um infrastructure for building a nation and you see it gives you hope it's like, well, if it can happen there, it can happen somewhere else as well, or it gives you hope for our people, and so I know I felt a sense of just connectedness, and a sense of, of hope for change, um, and like I said, I just felt really uh, a sense of self, it's kind of like when I first uh, started the process of locking my hair, uh, I used to have a lot of bad hair days, when you wanted it straight, and it would fuzz up, or you wanted it fuzzy, and it wouldn't flop down, and Once I began the locking process, you know, you go through a growth and a development And you get to the point where you just feel like you're home with your hair. You don't have bad hair days anymore. You just feel comfortable in your own skin and your own hair and in your own community. So that's kind of the sense of what I felt there, you know, just seeing the young people, the elderly people. Um, There's um, a lot of knowledge there. They have a museum of history, and everybody knows it, and they teach it to you. Um, they have beautiful clothes that they make and shoes, and so they're very self-sufficient. Um, they just—it's—it's it's as if they're uh, like a little microcosm in and of themselves. You know, they're able to self-sustain, but they also are able to sell things as well. So it was just an interesting uh, place to be and to experience. Uh, you know, when you walk into a room and everybody looks like you, it's a different sense you know, to feel like a majority, Uh, you know, you try not to feel like a minority, but in a lot of situations you are, so physically speaking, just to be in a room where everybody looks like you, it just gives you a sense of self, but um, also my thing, too, because I'm not, as you can tell, I'm not very deep as far as history and the prophetic interpretation and whatnot, but I am a born-again believer. I am a spiritual as well as natural Hebrew. And I believe that the Spirit of God has been speaking, you know, to those who have an ear to hear. And uh, I'm not as uh, outspoken as my husband Seth is, but I do have a sense of that, that, that the Father is working in my life. Um, he spoke to me years ago through the story of Nehemiah. And Nehemiah, when he saw that the walls of Jerusalem were broken down, which is what protects the city, he was moved with passion to go and rebuild it. And that was the vision that God gave me, and it's a way of praying the wall up around Jerusalem, uh, praying the wall up around Israel. I feel that anybody who is moved on by the Spirit of God to pray, we should all pray because what happens is, in the story of nehemiah he went to everybody that lived around the perimeter and asked each one of them to build a portion of the wall that was in front of their built where they lived and so little by little as each one built their portion they ended up building the entire wall around the entire city and i feel like spiritually speaking there are those of us that the spirit is moving on to pray uh, so that we 're able to pray a, a wall of protection around the people of God, so that once you know we 're awake and we 're able to be um, involved and informed, we can mobilize um, one of my favorite passages has to do with prophesying to the dry bones, and I think about that when I look around and I see our young people to me they 're dry you know people in the church they 're dry. But if we can prophesy to those bones and speak life to those bones, then according to the scriptures, they will come to life. And Israel will be resurrected and it will come together as it's been told in the Bible. And so those are the things that keep me motivated. And that's kind of where I'm at on the spiritual side of things. Wow, that's really awesome. Um, (laughs) I have some questions.
3: So when you when you when when you first went, what was the reason uh, that drove your trip to Israel for that first time? Well, the reason I went to to
5: accomplish. Yes. Well, well, we went to. They have an annual celebration. It's one of the high holy days, and it's when they have a lot of visitors come, and you're able to experience just all of the people coming together, the families, uh, the community. Uh, there's musicals, there's feasts, there's, you know, worship. There's all kinds of things going on. And Seth, being the traveler that he is, he had been a couple of the times, and he said, you've got to experience this. You know, I want you to come and see. I want you to meet the people here in Demona uh, and see what's going on here. And so that's really why I went. And I'm really glad that I did go because, like I said, I've never gone on any vacation or Gone anywhere, and again, I have not traveled to Africa, so you know any other place in Africa so i that 's probably why. but to go someplace and to have such a a wonderful experience and a and a sense of community and a sense of just being in the presence of people uh you know of the of the most high that was amazing
3: <laughs>
5: that's wonderful because when I went
3: i didn't go to Demona, but I did go to israel mm-hmm. and I had a immediate connection with the land immediately as soon as my foot hit the soil I just knew You uh-huh. was home did you have that kind of feeling when you when you before you encountered the Ashkenazi you know the people that are there right. did you
5: well then, because yeah because of who my husband is and the fact that he told me kind of what to expect that there would be this off-putting kind of aura from the them the fact yes, yeah, standing there because we took a picture I think we were in the airport and it says Israel on the uh, on the top of the airport and it was a picture of me and and the kids I think Seth took the picture and I mean we're standing there and we're just like just wow this is amazing this is wonderful yeah and we went to the wailing wall and it's like you know a lot of people were there you know the the ones with the hats and the curls and whatnot—they were there and they were praying. And it's like that is the wall. But that's where we pray. You know, we got pictures we- of our son on a camel. You know, it was. And we went to uh, what was that temple, Seth, with the golden tomb on the top.
3: Oh, you, you went
2: to the. Uh, of the rock. I think it's on my Church of the Holy Sepulchre.
0: The
5: Church, Church of the, of
0: the Holy, Holy
5: Sepulchre. Sefulchre. Yes, we went there, yeah. and it just—but you're right. There's a sense of just knowing that you. You know, we're there where the Messiah actually walked on the ground. It's just, you know, amazing just to know you're there. The things that you've read about, you can visualize them now because you're looking at the roads, you're looking at the places. And it was just, just a, a wonderful connecting experience.
3: Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I felt that <laughs>
5: immediately.
3: I had a, a very overwhelming sense of connectivity and belonging. And I actually didn't want to come back. And my husband and kids were here in the States and I was like, God, you can have them. I don't want to come back. <laughs> because um I felt, you know, I just was like, I, I just need to stay here. And mm-hmm. um it was later for me to learn truly that I was a Hebrew person and that, you know, we were connected to scripture and, and all of these things that I had read. And I had always felt that when I was reading the scripture, it was talking about me. And I was all <laughs> oh, wow. drawn to the Old Testament scriptures overwhelmingly. And I mm-hmm. felt like it was it was talking about me and my life, my ancestry. And I didn't understand that until, you know, my eyes were completely open and it was completely revealed to me that this is who you are. Yeah, this story mm-hmm. is about you. It's about your family. It's about your, your culture, your ancestors, your great-great-grandparents and all of this. So I was very, mm-hmm. very, very... I felt that the most
2: and, high and, and Sister Eliana, I, I counted over 300 scriptures, 300 scriptures. Uh, well, I pretty much guessed it because, I mean, a lot of times you'll see one prophecy and there's three prophecies in one. But, yeah, it's really, folks, really the whole Bible is talking about us. And the scripture says, don't forget our key verse of, to all of this that started the whole, the, this whole series is Deuteronomy. 28 verse 46 with Moses Up on the mountain talking about all these things that's going to happen To Israel and he made this Key, key, key word when he Says hold on, hold on Hold on everybody hold on one second Hold on
3: please I think Seth was going to say the key Word was forever <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right and That means that <laughs> it Continues throughout the generations Like he's been saying when Moses Made that statement to those people You know, they lived out an additional maybe 30, 40, 50-year lifespan. But those prophecies that he spoke to them were to Mm -hmm. continue forever, even to our day. So that's Mm -hmm. the reason why it's so significant, because we're living everything that was spoken, and it can't be denied. We're the only people living it out. We're the only group of people on the face of the earth living out, I mean, verbatim, Everything that mm-hmm. the scripture said would happen to his people. So there's it's no mistake. But again, That's if you're true. Judah, you're going to get this real clearly. <laughs> you're going to get it. You're going to feel it burning in your spirit and your heart and your mind. Mm-hmm. And if you're yes. not Judah,
5: it's okay. We love you. But
3: if you're Judah, you'll get it. Mm.
5: Yes. And I think, too, along with um, living out those uh, curses in Deuteronomy 28, I think that Interesting and positive uh, aspect of that is that for so many of us as mothers of young black males, and we watch so many of the things that the sufferings that that are out there for them, the obstacles and the barriers and the insecurities that they have within themselves, and we wonder what is going on, what is wrong. Why can't this happen to this child? Why can't this happen to that child? Why is it so difficult? What's going on in the workforce? What's going on in the families? Why are there so many families without the uh, men in the home? Just all these things that that we're experiencing, which, you know, will bring a mom to her knees and cry out to the most high and say, what's going on? Help me. Help me understand what's going on. To be able to at least understand that there is a reason for some of the things that we are suffering and experiencing can bring hope at least to know that there is a reason and all you have to do is, um, you know, submit yourself to God, you know, and say, Lord, help me, help heal this situation, cry out to him help help deliver my children, help, you know, them to see what's going on, open their eyes and, and bring them into an understanding of who they are in you naturally and especially spiritually. So that is the thing, that, that's one of the things, my passions is, you know, just as a mother that cries out, you know, on behalf of my children and other young people, in you know, in society today.
3: Absolutely,
5: absolutely. And
3: you know it's it's so comforting when you open up the book. You know you can go and talk to people, and they'll say you know scholars, philosophers, all these people will tell you all of this. When you open scripture,
5: and and and
3: you're seeing our headlines, our newspapers being read through scripture thousands of years mm-hmm. ago, what's connected to, to our mm-hmm. people? Humbling, sobering. You you cannot mm-hmm. help but to bow down your head and your knee to the Most High. Mm-hmm say, wow, Father, no, because we're yeah. living it, you know. And he, he foretold it, and, and it, 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 it wasn't because he wanted to punish us. He just no. told us what would
5: if we disobeyed. So, yes, very, very powerful. To see it in scripture. Mm-hmm, That's true, that's true, and it lets us know we cannot make it without him, as a generation, as a people, as a nation. We cannot make it without him. The odds are stacked against us in this country. And you should know, you can't go out there without someone on your side. And he is the one who levels the playing field when the cards are stacked against you. So, you know, I just pray that people hear and they understand that they need to be in the kingdom. They need to be a part of what's being done in uh, the kingdom this day.
2: That's what I believe. Amen. Amen. Well, Sister Arlene, listen, I want to thank you for your time. I know that you had some that was pressing. Uh, I don't know if you were yes. able to fix it or not, but if you can stay, find, um, join us, please. If not, we understand. I already told everybody that you had some some other things pending. So are you okay, okay. or you, you got some other things you got to do? Talk to me.
5: I've got, yeah, I've got some other things I've got to get done. <laughs> I've got some other things that I have to get done, but I will be listening. I can listen but I've got to do okay. some work, so, okay? Well, pleasure talking my uh, sister-
2: you. Go ahead and repeat that, my bad.
5: It's a pleasure uh, talking with you, meeting Sister Alana, and just being able to just share with people, you know, of like mind.
2: Yes, yes. Uh-huh. And Sister Elena, Alia- go ahead, Sister Alana, yeah. you say
3: something? Yes, I was going to say it was truly a, pre- a pleasure to hear Your voice and to know That you know you're standing behind your husband In this understanding truth And you're raising your children in this knowledge That's so powerful Um, I'm looking forward To us getting to know each other Much better in the years to come And the days to come (laughs) Me too Before before,
2: Before you go I got one little mm-hmm. bone to pick with you. I was listening because y'all was trying to get out speaker speak on the other end. I it was having a little <laughs> trouble. And so I heard yeah. Sister Arlene say, my wife say, that she don't go nowhere. Well, she may not be a world traveler <laughs> like myself, but this sister right here <laughs> had been to Hawaii, St. Thomas. <laughs> Just so y'all know, I ain't abusing her, keeping her in Ohio and Texas So <laughs> <laughs> okay. You so, right. so your friends be calling and say, What does she mean by
0: this? So, anyway. All right. Thanks for clearing all right. that out. I'll talk with you later.
3: Okay. <laughs> bye bye. All right. Hey. Bye bye. Brother Seth, yes, brother Seth yes, get ma'am. her out of the dungeon. I was going to tease her. Get her out of that dungeon. <laughs> In teasing. Get out of where? Get her out of that dungeon and get her all around the world. Just <laughs> No, she she don't she
2: don't she don't travel like I do. But Arlie 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 makes her around She 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 travels. Believe me, probably more than uh, the yeah. average person. I mean, but anyway, uh-huh. folks, and, and it's only you know it's one of the blessings you you get when you when you work for the airlines and. Even first class, we had the opportunity to just do a lot of our trips. I remember we took all the way to Israel. The Father blessed to where we was able to fly first with uh, uh, the four of us, and that's a very expensive ticket if you try to purchase that. So I just thank the Father for the experiences, of getting to 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 not just to Israel, but go in class and and just learn and and them able to see all of, a lot of the even the brothers going to be on tonight. And speaking of the speaker tonight, he just had a little trouble getting on. He is on his way, though. He's, he is trying to connect, so y'all just bear with us. Uh, but anyway, Sister Eliana, uh, I just want to say a few things about uh, uh, before the brother come on. We've already talked about the remnant, the remnant. Many of you tune in to hear about the remnant, uh, what's, what's with African Americans leaving, what y'all talking about, have y'all lost y'all mind. Let me just give you some scriptures for the basis for the show tonight. For the show tonight, Sister Eliana, she got more scriptures she can just add to it. But this should be suffice. Uh, if you really tune into the script, uh, to the Father, uh, you don't really need a whole lot of scriptures because you need his voice. It's that voice. Because these scriptures are old, and may, many of you may say, oh, that's just for the Israel back then. It's not for us today. But remember, the key scripture for this entire study is Deuteronomy 28, verse 46 where Moses is talking to the Israelites, and he tells them that they are going to constantly repeat, repeat. When you look, please, family, listen to me tonight. When you look in the scriptures and you see those scriptures, that's thousands and thousands of years old, remember, Israel is to repeat. There's a little echo, Sister Eliana, so you might be near another speaker or something. But Israel is to repeat. Israel is to repeat. So, When you see them go into captivity and come out, it's going to happen again. I hear echo, Sister Eliana. I think somebody's on the show with you in the same room or you listen over your speaker or something. Uh, Hold on a second. No, that's not you. I'm sorry, my bad. That is not you. Hold on. All right, it's fixed now. That was me. My bad. My wife walked in. Remember, she kept listening, so she can't be in the same room, so I have to mute her line. But anyway, folks, listen. Here are the scriptures uh, I wanted to say. Uh, like I said, Israel will repeat everything. These are old ancient times. Uh, Isaiah spoke of it in uh, Isaiah 10 and 20 and verse 21. talks about a remnant returning. Remember, it wasn't just for that time, folks. They're going to repeat. They're going to repeat. Remember when Moses said, what he said. A lot of those people died soon after that. They didn't see all that. But remember what happened in chapter 30 of Deuteronomy 28. He says, these... Uh, this, this message is not just for you, Israel. It's for even those are far off. It's not just for you standing here, but it's for those that are far off. That's in Deuteronomy 20. Excuse me, 29. Okay. All right. And then we have Jeremiah 27, 21, and 22 talks about the remnant returning. Um, also, Deuteronomy 30 and 30, 30 and 3 talks about it. Uh, those are scriptures that just that I have just here. You know, it can be more if I did a bigger study on it, but these are just some. You can, there's pretty good scriptures on it. Ezekiel 37 is a chapter that's on it. And uh, that's what I played at the beginning of this show. The Father talked about Israel uh, being a valley of dry bones and, and, and them coming back together and, and him resurrecting his people. And this is happening as we speak and how he was going to put them back in their land. Just read Ezekiel 37 and get more clarification. on that. Sister Elion, did you have any more, uh, uh, feed, uh, any more information on that before I switch gears and talk about five smooth songs briefly here?
3: Yeah, I actually wanted to say, you know, sometimes when we read scripture in the King James version, you know, it, that was written in old English, and so it says thee, thou, lovest, you know, th and stuff. And sometimes the the translation we don't make the modern day understanding. So when you were just talking about that, when Moses was telling the people that this is oh, going to be for you at this time, and then for those afar off. Well, that word of those words, uh, far off, really, for someone who doesn't really understand it, because they're saying, well, that happened then, and we're here, and we're not the same. But that word of far off actually means in the future, so for future generations. But the wording
0: is different.
3: And so that's why you have to understand that when we're reading the scripture, particularly the King James Version, that the, the, the meaning of the word... Had it, they wrote they they wrote it and it was spoken differently, but once you understand how to translate that to modern day English, and English has changed a lot over the years, then you'll see yourself in Scripture. Because I remember I have a friend; he's Jewish, and the wife is is uh, she's Hebrew. And I, and I'll tell you the difference between what I think Jew and Hebrew means. But he considers himself to be a Jew, a modern day Jew. And he's married to this African-American woman, and he told me, this is some years ago, he says, you know, I'm, I'm I'm having a real hard time finding a black presence in the Bible. And I looked at him and I said, um, well, the problem is because you don't know the names. I said, the name that you call your wife is a byword. If you really understood what the names were of the people, you wouldn't have a problem at all. And he looked at me with a puzzled look on his face. Because he's thinking the modern day word, African American. See, we make that, that that problem today, that distinction. We say African American, Hebrew. African American, we're uh, Israelites. And, and we're not African American. That's the number one thing. We're, we are the Hebrew, Israelites, or we're just Israelites, or we're Hebrews. And when we keep trying to interchange those words, it's confusing. Because in this country, we've had a long history of struggle to even be identified as African American and some people don't like it some people like to be called black and older generations don't like it they just want to be called colored so there's a problem with understanding and all those terms refer to the Israelites but in our country after slavery there was so much trying to identify us ourselves we were trying to get some cohesion not understanding that the father had already identified us and that we just needed to come into our awakening. Now, some were being awakened as early as in the 1800s, but we have been trying as a community of people, a nation within a nation, to define ourselves. And we have to understand we've already been defined. We are in the book. And so when we read these things, we have to understand it pertains to us, and if we can understand that, it will make our learning and our awakening so much and our transition so much more smooth Because we have to know who we really are. And I think that's what we're saying. That's what most of the Hebrew teachers are trying to say. This is who we are. But we have to remember the wording can also play into our psyche of how we see ourselves in the larger world, how we see ourselves in in the context of Scripture, and how we understand uh, ourselves in coming out of this diaspora.
2: Amen. Amen. And, And And, folks um, Again, uh, I see people tuning in kind of late So I'm going to do some Normally at the beginning of the show But only because i got people Who I know that call this show every single week And uh, Eliana, they don't have a clue What we're talking about Some people call five small songs that They've been done it for years And they don't, they're not on the internet So let me just briefly read over the show description uh, uh, Again, many of you already know what's going on Just give, give, be patient with your brothers and sisters now, okay But uh, folks, those of you just tuning in Again, uh, this is what we send out to everybody Earlier, African Americans have started to return To their homeland, Israel Part 2 And I went on to say, African Americans reclaimed Their Israelite heritage Slash a remnant return Part 2 Thousands more of everyday people Consider returning to their true home Of their forefathers One more time Thousands more Of everyday people Consider returning to their true home of their forefathers Okay It's happening folks And I went on to say Shalom Shalom human family Especially Israelites Join us tonight Is Seth His wife And co-host Sister Eliana That y'all, Which y'all miss, Arlene Those you just tuning in As they Interview Crown Dr. Ben Kazriel Ben Yehudi in Israel as he discusses the prophetic remnant returning to the Holy Land. Also, Dr. Kazriel shares in detail how how African Americans left the U.S. for Israel in 1967. This powerful and insightful sojourn you can't miss. I went on to say that the father said many times that a remnant of his firstborn and once chosen people would return to Zion. And I say once chosen because I don't think he's just choosing just physical Israel anymore. He's he's choosing that spiritual Jew, but he is gonna do a work with natural Israel as well, and that's what we're talking about tonight. And well to to type finally, but before this huge prophetic remnant returns, a tiny portion of authentic bloodline dark skinned Israelites who love the father has already begun returning from the four corners. And that's what I sent out earlier to many of you. Now, I often say black Jews and dark skinned because when you say Jews, everybody associated with whites. Now, while I do believe that Israel went to the four corners, um, I have to also acknowledge that one of the corners or one of the areas, I don't know if it's a corner technically, but one of the areas of our planet is Europe. So a lot of our dark-skinned Israelites was taken into captivity into Europe where there's millions and millions of whites. And I don't believe that mel- that melanin could take that much mixing. I know it's strong. I know that when black mixed with white or dark mixed with white, uh, what happens? But not when you constantly mix it for years and years and years. And some of our brothers and sisters just so happen. A very small percentage of them, I believe, are absolutely white as white can be. But the vast majority of Israel which the Bible says will be a great speck of bird will be people of color, so tonight, tonight, we're talking about African Americans uh, a small portion of them have already begun to to return back to our homeland. Now, many of you have in trouble with that and like to see Eliana say we don't want to spend a whole lot of time because we've already built we're building, we're building, we're building and we can't take this show and just talk about how we are Israel, so let me just do this for you out of respect for you because some of you don't want us to just leave you behind so let me just say this really briefly if you're tuning to the show tonight and you, and you do not believe we're Israel but it's something in your spirit that say is you like what you hear but it's just not 100% you need to do this go to google.com and google these words right here a reality check, a reality reality check space blog talk radio and look at part one which talks about how we know we Israel. we go into the scriptures of proving how we are biological descendants of Abraham Isaac and Jacob we use the scriptures we don't twist no scriptures folks there's over 300 scriptures talking about what we're talking about tonight that's the easiest show really part one Okay, all the shows are easy, but for sure, part one, I mean, it's clear as day, slave ships, houses led by women, men put into captivity, scattered through the four corners, uh, sons on corners, yes, sons on street corners, I think that was Isaiah in, I, in the book of Isaiah. So that's part one. Part two, we talked about those of you that have trouble with the word curse, and you say, well, no, Christ have come. You ain't even, I ain't cursed. We talked about how that you're not cursed individually, but the nation. We're talking about Nation, the nation is what's operating Under the curse, not you if you're Obedient, if you're not obedient to the Father You don't have a relation with the Father Yeah, you probably know exactly what we're talking about These curses, you probably live them every day But those of us that, that Are trying to live right And I mean trusting and having Faith in the Father, you know We're working the scriptures We're doing what the Father asks of us No, no way, we're not Operating in curses But this nation that we're working with We'll mourn for some of our relatives. We'll mourn for some of our neighbors. We work with African Americans. We'll mourn for we are a nation within a nation, you know. So that's what we talked about part two. Again, we're not cursed individually, but the nation. And then part three was a combination of both part one and part two. Part four, which was we switched the title completely, and, and we named it African Americans have started to return um, to Israel. This one was talking about the remnant, rather. That was part one last week, what we had on Dr. Kazriel. Now, Dr. Kazriel, Ben Yehuda was on last week, and he is uh, many things. I've just... Don't even want to start to name all the things he doing in Israel. By the way, he's in the house now. But this brother was on last week. He just we just recap it really briefly before he comes in, comes on in seconds here. But Dr. Casriel um, uh, came on just talking about life in Demona and and some of the challenges they had and and just what all they're involved in, and that was part. One, um, excuse me, that was part one of this new series talking about the remnants. So there you have it. If you missed any of the previous shows, please uh, check those out. All you got to do is Google it, okay? And just while I'm at it, next week we're going to be talking about the new movie Black Panther and why African Americans are so in love with it. We think they, it's that part that they're longing, like sister Eliana was kind of talking about a little bit a minute ago. Well, you know, we're longing for that that togetherness, and, and, and there's something there um, in that movie there's there's some Hebrewism, uh, how can I say it? This togetherness we're longing for. This this nation we're longing for, the Wakanda uh, uh effect. Uh we're gonna be talking about that movie how it relates to Hebrewism so you can't miss next week. But anyway anyway, uh brother's in the house and I wanna go on and just just bring him on. Uh, let's just put a little music on here. Brother Yehuda uh, Brother Kaziah Ben Yehuda Was on last week And uh, he did a very good job I thought Very good job Just talking about This that, and the other Several things The brother did an excellent job And I'm looking forward to Having him on again And uh, Had a little trouble With the phone lines But uh, we got it Finally, and uh, folks, I know y'all enjoyed him last week. I know you did. You ain't got to be shy. I know y'all enjoyed the brother last week. Uh, but anyway, let's go to the phone lines and bring the brother all, all the way uh, from Demonia, Israel. Brother Kajria doctor, crown doctor, Kajria Ben Yehuda, you there?
6: All right, brother Seth. My my connected? How you doing, brother? Oh, We're connected, loud and clear. Oh, great, 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 great. Hallelujah. Well, how are you doing? Like... You ready for another round? Always. Always. Especially uh you such a uh extraordinary host. You know, you and Sister Eliana you know, I really enjoyed the uh the conversation we had last week. And if I'm correct, your wife is on this uh this, Well, she uh, particular... was on she stopped by to
2: say hi and everything. She's listening
6: though. Oh, wonderful. Oh, wonderful. Sister Irene, right? Irene.
2: Yes, all, yes, in,
6: all in. in Thank you Well, as always, we, we give praises to the To the To you The God of the Israelites And we're greeting you from The holy city of Demona Israel In the name of all Of those who have sought truth And we all give praises Always give praises to To those who stand for truth And uh just Wonderful to be here again. So what do you want
2: to... Well, before you begin, I just want to say, because uh, we got several believers in there, everybody at different levels, and I just want to say, when you say y'all, again, folks, uh, like Sister Eliana, so uh, mm-hmm. brilliantly put it, I think show number three is somewhere around there. When, you, when we say y'all, the, Bible, the scripture talks about calling his name Jah, and when we say mm-hmm. hallelujah, we just... I actually let me let the doctor hit that a little bit. Go ahead and tell why do y'all call you y'all I'll let you explain it.
6: Well, when we refer to the most original term that the Israelites, the people of antiquity, those who were under the uh the influence of the the idea of the Creator in Northeastern Africa Israelites and others of the like, they refer to the Creator as Yoh, or you could say Yehovah. And just in brevity, it actually means um, it's the idea of everything that was, everything that is, and everything that shall ever be. It's the It's the transcendental idea that gives us our, uh, you could say, um, the the greatest expectation for fulfilling what we have been created to do on Earth as the Adamic seed. The ideal of your is the idea that causes us to exist. You know, actually, Brother Seth and um, some of the work we've been doing here, uh, the scholarship body. You know, yo is actually not a god. See, there's actually a difference between the ideal of yo and god. You see, yo is the the creator. Yo is the, again, that transcendental idea, that transcendental intellect. uh, Whereas Uh that god is, uh, it's almost... You can say it's a it's a human ideal of a deity, you know. So mm-hmm. it, that that's something that would be that would be a very good uh, subject to to, yeah, to have on Yeah, that would the be. Show. I was
2: gonna say
0: because
6: mm-hmm. I
2: know you you go, I it, you go you go deeper in a second. And, <laughs> but uh, listen, yeah. I appreciate you you saying it. But like I said, like I was saying, Sister Yell, I was saying a couple of weeks ago uh, when we say Hallelujah, <laughs> y'all, we're saying praise y'all. So. But uh, you, you, you actually spell hallelujah with a J, and I don't know why people right. get so upset. We say there, there's, there was no J in the Hebrew, and that's exactly, exactly what you're doing. You get rid of the J and use the Y. Same thing we're doing with hallelujah. Instead of saying hallelujah, we say hallelujah. And the scripture does say, call his name Jah. But anyway, so now that we know we're talking about the same Most High, the one that created the heavens and the earth, Folks, exactly. don't get along. I'm serious. We are all on the same boat tonight. So listen, tonight, tonight, we're talking about the remnant. Um, now, you covered a lot last week, and I don't want to cover anything you covered last week. But I know some, sometimes we're going to have to assist the Eliana jumping in any time you want, please. We'd love to hear uh, your perspective for sure. But I want to start off by, by doing something a little fun. Because people, we all serious was so serious last week. Well, what do y'all do for fun in Demona And this should be pretty something to talk about pretty quickly, cause you see the we do this, we do that, we do this, we do that. It's not yeah, a long grown up yeah. thing, but people don't know that y'all go on cruises on the in Egypt. I mean, y'all do things in Egypt, Yeah cruises. Oh, yeah. They don't know about a lot, a lot, which is beautiful. Yeah. Oh my goodness, right. y'all, that's one of the most beautiful things. I've been in twenty four countries. I'm telling a lot. Can really be up there With with Hawaii is really nice Go ahead and tell us things y'all do for fun Let us know an
6: extensive list Please See uh, Brother Seth First of all we're no different in terms of a people As uh, our people Are all over the planet And especially the Africans Who were you know Taken to the western hemisphere The Africans in America You know we're very unique people And one of the things uh, that we do here, like we do all over the world, we we're people that 's so full of life and so full of energy, and when you came it 's not like we were um, having or I would say we were you saw people that was having fun like you 've never seen before, because of the the freedom of expression, the the freedom of life that we have, that we have really found our true heritage. So when you're in that element, every experience is just another, is just a little bit brighter, a little bit more uh, exuberant, refreshing, enlightening. You know, a baseball game in Dimona is not like a baseball game in America because our baseball game is 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 filled with the the spirit of freedom, you know we no longer uh have a, the identity crisis you know like still our people in the western hemisphere we don't have the the kind, type of social oppression and the uh, uh the type of expectations of of losing your job and the paying the bills and even though we have jobs and you know we have bills to pay. But when a people have have found their freedom, have found their heritage, it's another joy, it's another happiness. There's so much deeper than I can really uh, explain, you know, just over the air like this. It would be it's it's just like with you, it's something you have to see. So we we have uh, all type of recreation. We have our own uh, basketball leagues. Uh, we we go bowling. We, we we exercise, and as a matter of fact, exercise and uh, rejuvenation, you know, physical rejuvenation is a part of our, our, our daily lives. And that's another thing. When you have a another idea for being healthy and. Uh, uh, and, and longevity and, and wanting to, you know, get the best out of your life. You know, it's just fun. Everything we do just has a, another joy to it. Um, uh, we're the same uh, uh, individuals that love to, to sing, dance, you know, that's a part of our, our culture, you know, like, like all over the planet. But when you do it here in Damona, what you saw was a very, very different people. You know, you have to imagine our, um, you know, for, for, for over 2,000 years, we were people without a homeland, without a land, a language, and a culture. We have to realize how that affects the people. You know, that, that's, that's really suffering when, when you can't live uh, the life that you have been created to live. You know that's that's stress and depressing. I mean, deep and and psychologically. So, you know, one of the things that we have to realize is our people. No matter how much we see them smile, I'm talking about those that still are in the what we call the captivity. No matter how much you see them smile, how much you know they they participate in in games and other type of recreation, they're really not happy. There's still a level of stress that's on our people, especially those in the West. Well, well, hold on, Dr. Cogg, before you get mm -hmm. into it
2: before you get into the wires, again, can you just, just give me just a little bit more of different things y'all do, like some of the cruises and I mean, I want people to just kinda see exactly what is going on in Demona because I'm telling you, if you Google Demona and the Israelites, it most of it's good stuff, but there's a few things that will scare people, you know, uh 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 you know, 'cause that's that's what they do. They they Always lie on us, they always right. paint a picture. they always put something out there in the media right. that make people say, "Oh, don't trust them, trust us, oh don't trust them, trust us, they're right. this they're criminals, they're this, so I mean, I was there, and I remember the cruises in uh, a lot right. just just not just cruises but uh uh just just all types of museums. Activities. People just want, you know, yes, they want, They don't mind coming to Israel. I'm talking about those that are coming before the big prophetic move uh, when they come from all four corners. And I believe I believe that the Father is going to do something with those that come early. I do believe that. I think you kind of said that last week. But when right. they're there, people want to know what kind of things will they be doing. Now, again, folks, I have to say this because you all know where I, where I stand biblically. I don't believe this is the great move that's when they come in Probably millions from the four corners. I don't believe that. But I do think these brothers and sisters in Demona is going to be some eyes and ears, and, and I do think some things are going to happen in Israel prior to that. But that's another conversation. So, in the yeah. meantime, what are y'all doing for fun? Like, my my, my niece, Charity, she's there, and she loves it. I actually love it. You know, and uh, I, believe, I believe the Father is using me here in the States, but I hope to one right. day move to Israel as well. So, I just want you to just talk about. Some of the fun but, things you do activities. You mentioned some things, but there's a whole lot more. I know y'all are doing.
6: Yeah, well, w- when you came, said we were actually celebrating uh, our New World Passover, and that's like our Independence Day. And so we have a okay. great, uh, big outing. You know, you you it would be similar to what you would may call a picnic. And all the families come together from all over the uh, the land. Uh, we even have you know international guests that come and participate, and it's, uh, it's it's based around family, families coming together, and there's all type of you know activities and and family games and the music festival that we have, and children participate and all type of you know, fun activity, and the cruise that you're talking about, it's it's called the Red Sea cruise, and we actually rent a cruise boat, and we go down to the Red Sea, and we have a, a, a re- just a real big party, and again, the it, the reason why it's so much fun in it because it's, you know, there's no, uh, uh, you know, when you go to out sometimes and in, in, in places in you're know, probably like in in, in America. You you have to worry about people carrying guns to the party And, you know, these kind of, you know, the kind of things can happen Things we've experienced probably in, you know, at some time or another The kind of things you worry about when you go out Well, you don't have that kind of activity So, again, the the activities are just so much uh, exuberant and refreshing Uh, We, like I said, we have uh, sport leagues You know, we have a, a baseball league, a basketball league um, I guess when you, uh, the most, uh, uh, say the, not so much the entertainment, but the, the activities that you would, you know, associate with having fun, most of those are uh, the social events like our, our weddings, our, which is another uh, great affair event to experience to see a, a kingdom wedding. Uh, the the holy days when we you know those holy days that's written in the, in the scriptures that we should, should participate you know during the you know certain times of the year those type of activities but you know yeah, like like into any concerts
4: folks concerts uh, right yeah I
2: just want to say this brother sings too you know. Kind of a jack of little all trades, so a
6: little bit, you know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: you sing, you sing. <laughs> but uh, folks, listen—it's just a lot of okay. going on, and we just—we uh, just wanted to hit that a little bit. But I remember the concerts that stand out to me—they really have a lot of groups. I mean, I mean, we talk about roughly three thousand people in the nation of Israel. They have several groups, and Whitney, uh, one yeah. of the reasons I heard that she had came there was to record. I don't know if they ever jumped off or not, but these people are really, really good. I mean, they're really, really good. You should go to KingdomOfYah.com and look to some of the music and buy it and purchase it if you can. But I want you to tell yeah. me a little bit tonight. We want different... Well,
3: can I jump in? Uh, I wanted to, go ahead. Sure. to say something. Please. So what I wanted to do for the listeners is I wanted to kind of give a little bit of perspective so it sounds like what we're hearing is the difference between, and I'm going to talk about an African elephant, I mean, not an African elephant, but an African lion in the wild. When that, Before that lion is captured, that lion sense, has a sense of freedom that is unsurpassed. It, it knows no boundaries. It knows its territory, its reign, its reach, its power, its strength, its speed. It knows everything. But when that lion is captured, and that's what happened to our forefathers when it was captured, they – knew that they were restrained and so there was this movement of rebellion in the land here and in all the countries. But then the second generation born in captivity heard the stories of freedom but didn't taste it. And then by the third, fourth, fifth and down to our generations we know nothing of it. But now the most high is getting ready to deliver us. And so it's like that somebody this conservationist says, Okay, we wanna we wanna return this these these lions to the wild but they have to slowly kind of bring them back to their environment and at the beginning there's like uh, a lot of apprehension because that lion doesn't know anything about their power their freedom and it sounds to me like this is what the Most High is getting ready to do and Dr. Cosril is like that lion that was born in you know he was actually born here but lived so much of his life in the freedom and the power and the majesty and the being right. in the land, exactly. having the strength and knowing his boundaries, knowing his full power, traveling around the world, having no boundaries that we who are in the diaspora are bound to. So his mind is free. Our minds are in captivity. And so our brother Seth is trying to yeah. give us that taste of by his shows, what it would be like when we are set free as a Hebrew people, even convincing ourselves that we are. So it sounds to me like we're in this point of transition, and it's so powerful to be on the show because we're at a time where we're actually going to be coming out, and we're going to be um, coming into them. Maybe we're not ready for, like Brother Seth said, that tremendous great. Great um, diaspora leaving, but right. we are going to be right. set free to those areas of control. The Most High is doing this so we can become acclimated to what there it is go. like for us to be a people, because we're a very intelligent, we are a very um, articulate, highly skilled people, Amen. and so we are we have all that it takes to run a nation and to do it phenomenally well but we nice. haven't been given the opportunity in our diaspora. So I think the Father is going to do that for us, and we can be confident. So we don't have to be afraid. And I'm saying this for the behalf, on the behalf of the listeners
6: who are saying, you know, we can't do it, we can do it, people. Exactly. We are the people of the most high But Eliana, young. But Eliana, this is Eliana yes. speaking, right? Now, yeah. Eliana, um, yeah. Yeah, thank you, sis, because the challenge of that simple question uh, that Seth asked is, you know, if I were just to say the things that we do, your listeners would say, well, will we do that in America? That don't seem like it's, you know, why should that be so much fun? I mean, we already got that. But what Brother Seth saw, he just didn't see a a party or a baseball game. He saw a party and a baseball game of a free people. And so that's what what made it so different than just seeing, you know, a, a baseball game. You know, so I think you put that uh, that very well. Secondly, you have to start speaking more in the positive, Eliana. You are doing it. See, remember last week I said you can't separate what we're doing from you and your experience. We are you. We come out of your loins. We come out of it's because of you that we exist. We are part of the African-American experience. You know, see, one of the things that we have to do at this particular time, we have to get out more and shared what we're doing with, with our our people. That's why I was so excited and so very uh welcome to do this radio show, even though like I said it's four thirty in the morning here. You don't know, have to get up <laughs> in the middle of the morning to do the show. <laughs> but I, I'm very excited about doing it because people have to know. They have to know. Yes. Yes. And well, we
2: appreciate it, brother. Thank
6: no you problem. So
3: much. No
6: problem. Yeah.
2: Sister so that was a very good thing you did. That was that was just, that keep keep that ear to the ground like that. That was pretty good. Well, listen, brother, I, I tell you, I don't know where to begin. There's just so much going on. I know what I want to talk about. There's a lot of groups that are not with y'all, because that's another thing. We keep talking about demonic, demonic, demonic. People might think, oh, you're trying to get us with the demonic people. But there's a lot of people I have met, I've heard about that's in Israel, there's one brother, Mm -hmm. his brother is the priest or advisor, spiritual advisor to Amara uh, Sotomayor, who's supposed to be spending mm-hmm. lots of money in Israel. And I understand, I don't think they work, they're with y'all, maybe they don't know y'all yet, but uh, right. I mean, there's several groups, and, 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 and don't get me to naming individuals that feel like, I heard a sister say, the father put in my heart to just leave America, and she, this was a long time ago, like in the early 70s, she's there and doing fine. So folks, right. you got to quit we got to lose this white supremacy because that's all it is, that whole Willie Lynch kind of mentality to only trust us white people and, and don't trust each other. Folks, listen. Anybody, this is not no cult. This is not no cult. You might not agree with everything going on in DeMona, but this is not a cult. These are brothers and sisters, and I might ask some very intelligent brothers and sisters. I remember a group of pastors that came to DeMona. And I kept my eyes on them very close, not just because we was in a tour together, but I just wanted to know what did they think of all of this. And, yes, they disagree with some things. They heard a few things. But one thing that blew me away, Dr. Cosriel, is how they had no answer at times Mm
0: -hmm. because
2: they didn't even believe it was Israel at the time, some of them. And so telling it was about seven pastors and when y'all would talk about how Israel at the museum, you know, they look mm-hmm. like a deer in headlights. You can tell they did not have an answer. And by the end of the presentation at the, on the museum, and when they got to see the Israel and the dark, the dark people of Israel—that's one thing uh, y'all do very well. That hidden, y'all had a, a, a tour that was called the Hidden One, something along those lines, yeah. where you yeah. take where you take all of your tour, yes. tours to, to those places that the cameras are not at, where there's thousands yeah. sometimes of people living. So, you know, I'm thinking of a, a prison gate for one, right? Right
0: Island, outside
2: yeah. the Wayland Wall. Talk about that community, please. I'm so glad I that, remembered to ask you that. Yeah. Talk about these black folks that live right next to the Wayland Wall we never see on the camera.
6: There you go. That's a great question. Uh, what you actually saw, Brother said. Uh, You you were experiencing part of the indigenous, the indigenous and the original people of this land. I think yesterday, I mean, the last conversation we talked about Israel actually being a part of Africa. It's the northeastern corner of Africa. If it were not for the Suez Canal, that's a man-made waterway. Uh, If it wasn't for that canal, Israel and Egypt would be landlocked, same continent. And then when you get into the geological factor that both Israel and, say, Egypt and Lower Africa, they sit on the same tectonic plate. It's the same continent. So really it wouldn't be surprising to see so many African people in Israel. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, the people in Prison Gate, they're part of the, the African Ishmaelite experience. Remember, mm-hmm. Abraham, had, Abraham had two sons that the covenant was given to, the seed of Abraham, and that was Ishmael and Isaac. Now, the, okay. uh, it goes on, the scriptures goes on to say how the Israelite, which came from Isaac, that legacy would go into captivity, right? And that's how we ended up in the United States of America and in the western part of the, uh, um, the world. But the okay. Ishmaelite, the seed of Ishmaelite, they remained in Israel. These are African people, originally African, you know, people, and They, the Ishmaelites remained there. Now, as time proceeds on, and eventually the European people came and overran this world, and I'll say this, and we say it everywhere, that it was billions and billions of dollars and has been – has been spent to transform this part of the world into a European settlement, a European country. Most people, when you think of Israel, you think of European people. But it took it took centuries to make the full transformation. I think I even mentioned last week that um, prior to the war uh, of independence uh, that was fought here, most of the people in the southern region where we live, the Negus, it was it was dominated by African people. You could really say, Brother Seth, up until maybe about the 17th century, 16th, 17th century, 75-80% of this country were of, of people of African descent. And so what we do, you know, we take our visitors. To some of these locations You were at Prison Gate in Jerusalem uh, yeah. Which is a uh, Yeah, and you saw the, the African people there uh, We yeah. also uh, will take you Now those were under the, the Palestinian idea Because see, one of the atrocities Of the, the Indigenous experience here They too were Were uh, dichotomized And separated By the influx of European governance and and the European influence. They just ripped and tore this land all apart. And so you have uh, some of the indigenous people that may call themselves Palestinians, you know, under Mm -hmm. that political experience. Then you have some African people who call themselves Bedouins, which you, you know, you, you see them, you saw them when you went to places like Beersheba. Everywhere, these, uh, Ishmaelites to come up under the the Bedouin idea. Same people, but two different political I- experiences. So um, the Can I that? Not, please I do Please, let me just say this one point: what we what we've been doing, and some of the work that I've been doing, is bringing these two Abrahamic families back together under the same idea of the sons of Abraham. And so we've been making some remarkable remarkable uh, uh advancements and success and that's different understanding, yeah, that these these in the in the world today, those who follow the Islamic religion and those that follow the, the Jewish religion, they're at odds. They've been at war for, for 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 decades. But when you go back to the original root of these two different people, you see that we were brothers. We were brothers. And according to scripture, the brotherhood of the Abrahamic sons would be one of the most powerful experiences in this land. And so mm-hmm. we're bringing that brotherhood back together. And so the next time you come, Seth, we got some more places to take you. It's going to reflect that that African presence here. I'm sorry, Lady. I
2: plan on coming back. Sister Eliana, go ahead with your question.
3: So, no, I was going to add something. I was going to say that in the book of Numbers, chapter 33 and 55, the Most High had told the people, um, or Moses was saying, but if you do not drive out the inhabitants of the land, those you allow to remain will become barbs in your eyes and thorns in your sides. One of the groups when um, the tribe of Judah was going in to possess their land in Joshua fifteen sixty-three, because Ju- Jerusalem is a province that belongs to the tribe of Judah, and so does Demona, and, uh, and many other cities belong to Judah. And um, I was saying earlier that Judah has to awaken first. Judah is going to lead the charge. So Jerusalem is one of our key cities. But in Joshua 6:15 6, to 63, it says Judah could not dislodge the Jebusites that were in the land, and they were living in Jerusalem, and they are living in Jerusalem until this day, according to the scriptures. So those were people that um, Judah could not dislodge, and I think Benjamin could not dislodge the Canaanites out of their portion of the land, and they there are still remnants of Canaanite people living in the land today, which these are all black people, as Dr. Cosrillo is saying. So, yes, those people have been, like you said, these are ancient people that have been living in the land for a very long time before the European experience came and took over.
2: Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Very good point there. Very good point. I got a question for you, Doctor uh Cazriel. Got a question for for you. Uh with regards to the remnant, with regards to the remnant, I gotta ask this question because if I don't I'm not being true to the callers. I've heard this so much and I know many many people would be happy I asked this. As we know, the big return obviously have not happened because of Israel will be flooded in all those desert places. Because I tell people all the time, Israel is very empty. Yes, there's a lot of patches of greatness and all the things we're talking about, but it's an empty land. And one of the tour guards in DeMona said something that was very powerful. He said, Israel is the only land without a
0: people. Because hmm. it's so empty. Don't be moved by the, the few
2: millions that, you know, no, it's a, it's a huge land. And you can drive for seem like hours, it seems, and not see nobody.
4: Right.
2: And the right. true guy said, Israel is the only land without a people. I think we've been driving so long and not seeing nobody. He made this comment. And he said, African Americans are the only people without a land. Mm.
0: <laughs> so,
4: Right.
2: Behind that statement, I got a, a question for you. Lots of people are saying this. Before the remnant comes from the four corners, it won't just be African American folks. It's going to be folks from all nations. A remnant. Remember, folks, just a remnant. Don't worry if you ain't, don't worry if you're scared. If you're scared, it's probably not you. But notice that your Bible says that over and over and over. And notice also that your, that your the Father said, "Come out of her, my people." Wherever we are oppressed, all over the world. Now, here's a question. A lot of Israelites say that Israel is going to be destroyed. Now, it may not be destroyed like a bomb blew up everything and there's nothing, just a skeleton of a land. Not, I don't think they mean that. But the political mm-hmm. structure is going to fall. Something is yes. going to happen catastrophic before that mass uh, exodus from our places of captivity, and this is why a lot of people say I'm not going until that after after that happens. When I believe when the Father said He was going to call us, I want you to address that because y'all are there now. Keep in mind there's there's a, there's 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 more coming as we speak. I told you I've met people that's been there, and I do think if the Father called them there. They're supposed to come there early because he's going to use them. But make no qualms about it. It's so all throughout the scriptures. It's being destroyed, and then this remnant comes in. Please comment on that. Actually, first,
0: yeah, great.
2: I like Sister Eliana to comment on that, and then I want you to comment mm-hmm. on that. Sister Eliana, mm-hmm. can you comment on that? Because I want to ask you that question too. And I wish Sister Yaina was on the line, but we uh, thought to do something a little different. But go ahead, Sister Eliana. I want you to comment, and then Brother
3: Casriel, uh, uh, please. Can you? Okay, can you just rephrase the question? Because I was looking into scripture. Um, Can you just briefly rephrase the question? Yes, yes. Again,
2: there's many people saying before the remnant comes, there's going to be a great catastrophic event happening in Israel, and Israel's going to be destroyed. We don't know if that means blew off the map, which I don't believe that, and I don't think they do too, but they – Possibly, could mean the the entire political structure fall. It's going to be something big, huge. The world is going to see it. Okay, it's, and that's what's going to call for the world to say, well, who then are the Jews? So we don't know what's going to happen. But that's why a lot of people say I ain't going nowhere till Israel is destroyed. Some people say that, and then and then you got other people say, no, I want to go now because they just feel dis this unction from the spirit, like Sissi Eliana say, it just depends on person by person. The father may be leading people there. Like the okay. people DeMona, obviously, it's going to be eyes and ears. We're just not all just going to come there. It's going to have to have some kind of infrastructure, and I believe DeMona is going to lead the way uh, in that. Uh, but I do think something is going to happen. So Sissi Eliana, kind of hit that a little bit, and then we'll let Dr. Cosville come in behind you.
3: Okay, so I can best talk about it in Obadiah. In, in Obadiah um, Obadiah chapter 1 I'm just going to read a short little scripture and That's what I was looking up um, for, In Obadiah 1.15 It says For the day of Yahuwah is near unto Upon all the heathen And this is talking about in the land As thou hast done It shall be done unto thee Thy reward shall return upon thine own head For as ye have drunk Upon my holy mountain So shall all the heathen drink continually Yea, they shall drink, and they shall swallow down, and they shall be as though they had not been. But upon Mount Zion shall be deliverance, and there shall be holiness, and the house of Jacob shall possess their possession. So I believe the father is saying that um, there's going to be a cleansing of of the land before that great return, but Jacob, the house of Jacob, which is Israel, which is us, we're going to possess all the possessions that the heathen has set up in the land today. And I think what they're doing, it's a real, you know, it's kind of a good thing that they're there because we've been out of the land for so long. We've had many uh-huh. captivities. This is that, that we are in that last portion of the 400 years spoken of to our father, Abraham. And what they are doing is they're rebuilding the cities and the waste places, and they're they're building it up because we're going to possess those lands. We're going to possess those houses, and we're not going to have to work for it. So they're doing a good work. They're over there doing what they're doing according to the will of the Most High, but it's for us. You know, they're getting the house ready for us. It's like in, in, if you think about a servant. You know, when the master's away, the servant's job is to keep the house prepared and make it ready for when he comes home. You know, he's going to take his leisure. They're going to take off his jacket, his shoes, and they're going to pour him his wine, and and he's going to sit back. Now, they think they're over there replacing us, but in reality, you know, I see the Most High just kind of reclining because we have to remember, the Most High is not nervous about anything that's going on today because it's a part of his plan. So he's kind of sitting back. I can see the most high kind of reclining looking and saying, you know, they're getting all this stuff ready for my people. He's about mm-hmm. to bring us out, and they're building and building and building up and, and, and making things ready and putting stones in place. Yes, yes. They're they are. ready for us. Yes, they are. Yeah. So we don't yeah. have to be nervous about who those people are. Those people are getting our house ready for our return that's who they Absolutely,
0: good
2: are. point. Great. Good point. I just want to say before the doctor responds, folks. Again, you listen to five smooth songs um, tonight. Uh, we talking about a remnant. Those who on the phone lines, you have any questions or comments? Go ahead and press one at this time. Uh, we got quite a few people on the call on the uh, call line. I don't. I may not see if you're at the bottom of the list because I got to scroll. So I'm scrolling now. If you have any questions or comments, now will be an excellent time to press one. We got all kind of error codes. People listening, Dr. Cosriel, all over the country. So right. and possibly Israel even. So um uh, and then not to mention in the archives we really will soar to the numbers. So go ahead and answer the question, brother. Oh, okay, sure. hold on, we got we got a we gotta take her. Hold on. Let me see how many okay, we got at least one hand went up. Again, folks, press one. You may not be able to get that question in later on. So Eric Code eight one seven, that's Texas three five O go ahead with your question or comment.
4: Uh, shalom, shalom, uh this is uh brother Patrick Reynolds from Texas. I wanted to ask the doctor hey, hey how you doing? How you doing? Uh, uh it's an honor now, to hear. Brother, from...
2: Just so y'all know everybody, this brother was actually on on part two, so y'all gotta tune in here, brother Patrick in part two. But go over with the question, brother.
4: Uh I wanted to ask the uh the doctor uh over there and, uh, Mona. It's an honor to hear you hear you speak about um the great things y'all are doing over there is very inspiring. Uh, but I wanted to ask, uh, uh, do Israel accept people with a background? Uh, like if someone got their passport they wanted to come and visit, do they accept people with a background?
6: Uh, when you say background, you're referring to, well, first of all, th- thank you, brother, for uh, for calling in, listening to the program and calling in. Uh, but yeah. what do you mean when I say Background.
4: I mean I like someone who's been like 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 been uh uh convicted of a crime
6: in the United States like with uh, a felony uh, or something like that, you know. Uh yeah, well they do. Uh they have well you're talking about two different systems. First of all, we do, you know, um and I guess you know, that's a good question, good point because it's relative to the whole conversation about the return and the remnant. So there are actually two experiences. That we're looking at, you have the political uh, return to Zion, and you have the what we call the prophetic or the spiritual return. The spiritual return uh, simply it it characterizes more so the purpose of why the Creator established this land. You know, Israel was is a very peculiar people. That's what Scripture says. Why? It's because of our first our love for righteousness and our love for truth. That is supposed to be the 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 major factor in the people that return to this land. Remember the Deuteronomic curse was redeemed only when we would turn our face back to the Creator. That was the criteria for being replaced back into this land. And so, uh, Seth, you're right when you say that it's not just a black thing, because in the beginning, there were European Jews who had a desire to come back and live according to the Torah. Individuals had that. But we know that the main uh, uh, organizers and those that developed, you know, uh, this, this state of Israel, they had other political ambitions. And they did, like we talked about last week, they just set up another uh, uh, extension of the Western capitalistic, ultra-liberal, democratic political system, which is not in alignment with the prophetic return. And so uh, what you see now is we've been able to return under the auspices of those who seek out truth. And so, when you say do do people do they look at your background? Well, if you talk about just coming back to Israel uh, uh, to participate in the modern state of Israel, yeah, they, they accept you, but it's a, another criteria of, of political adjustments and the whole um, element of converting to Judaism, or, yeah, converting to Judaism before you can be an actual citizen, and and yeah, you, possibly your background. Could come up in that But if you're returning under the prophetic idea You know We would give you the benefit of the doubt That your desire to come here and live Would be to be that example Of those who love truth And those who love love Righteousness And that's been our strength in this land Remember we didn't have Great wealthy organizations Backing us The Rothschilds Backed the first Zionists you know billionaires back them. You no know, people with money backed our return. so we came here mature uh, you know uh, economically, financially, we came with nothing. We succeeded because we fit the the prophetic criteria. We love you know the ideal of truth and again, uh, I keep wanting to reiterate this: this is the beginning of the return. The great return. We are the remnant that returned first to establish it, you know, this great homecoming for our people, not from just America, but like Seth said, from all over the planet. So, yeah, there are two vetting processes. There's the vetting process that, the, you know, the state of Israel would do if you wanted to come back. And then there's the vetting process that we would take. You know, your background wouldn't matter to us. It's just a matter if you, your your way forward. Is based on you wanting to, to convert your life to one that is steeped in the ideal of righteousness and truth, if that, if that answers your question, bro. Oh,
4: yes, sir. Uh, and I was referring to, you know, just uh, the pathetic one, you know, uh, being welcoming to the community at that moment. Oh, you know?
6: definitely. I mean, I, we all were criminals. See, that, that was just the, you know, the, uh, the experience of the captivity. Yeah, we were all criminals. You know, so absolutely, you could be a part of this.
2: According to them, you're right. That's that's the way we, they, they look at us all. you absolutely right. Brother Patrick, <laughs> any other questions for you? That was a very good question because a lot of brothers that, that would be thinking about leaving obviously is going to have feeling like, you know, hey, man, I'm in trouble. Can't get no job, this, that. So y'all would definitely have to have that provision. I'm so glad that brother asked that question.
4: Oh, yes. So, he hit it good enough,
2: uh, brother, that you wanted to hit it a little? I mean, are you clear on that? Everything's okay with that?
4: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. He's, he hit it on uh, in two areas, uh, well-defined, you know, where I can be able to share the information with people in my small uh, congregation here in Fort Worth, Texas, you know.
2: Yes. But thank yes, you. Yes, yes, um And, uh, uh, brother, I, I, before you run, brother Patrick, just real quick, you know, I used to bring people to Israel. I guess I brought so far about – 25 somewhere around that neighborhood and brother you would have been one of them for sure because this brother studies with us uh, at a at a Bible study here in Fort Worth and uh, I know he would have went so I don't know where it was but at the time it was very hard to get people to go everybody was scared tell them about the yeah. violence while brother Patrick is on the line he may think of another question tell them about the violence because this is the number one reason people didn't want to go they would say <laughs> oh the violence uh, you know. please address that, brother Cosrell
6: Brother Seth, brother Seth, don't the violence, man? I think it's much easier to get killed in America by some type of violence than, than getting killed here. You know, I mean the, the reports that I've been getting, you know, the school shootings and the, the police brutality, and I mean it's just it's a terrible situation you all have over there. But no, there's no violence uh, in terms of just in, in terms of Civil violence, you know, social uh, crimes and 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 things of that nature. It's practically zero. You know, That's true. Uh, you do have, yeah, you do have the situation with the uh, uh, the conflict between the Palestinians and Israelis and people lost their lives we, Yeah, we've had we've had a young son who was actually killed in a terrorist attack. You know, so it it it's here. It's not like it's. Not at all but it's it's so rare you know we 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 hardly see any of that that type of violence you know uh unfortunately you know i mean this this issue between the Palestinians and israelis is is uh, a, a cost a lot of lives, but quite naturally those are restricted to certain areas you know like all yeah. wars. that's a, that's actually the political war that you know, so there's certain restraints that even well, not the Palestinians—they don't respect, you know, the, uh, uh, the 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 codes of war because that's a that's a revolutionary war in a sense. But I, I would just have to say, no, it's it's none, none, nobody.
2: Absolutely, I I didn't get a hint of it. I, I remember one year, just one year, I think I heard something, and I asked somebody, what was that? And they say, that's possibly in the Gaza Strip. And we was way in Demona. And, I mean, that was mm-hmm. I've been there, oh, 2000. I've been there about nine or ten times, and I remember seeing zero. Now, you see these little young people carrying these guns because that's just what they do. But I saw zero. But I tell people all the time, it's kind of like if they're shooting in um, Houston, Texas, why wouldn't you want to fly to Dallas? Why wouldn't mm-hmm. you want to live in Austin? Well, Why would you want to visit your relatives in El Paso? That's how it is. That's how crazy it is to be lumped it all together.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: anyway, uh Brother Patrick, any other questions? anybody else having any questions? Go ahead, and Press one of your phone out. Anything, Brother Patrick?
4: Oh oh no, uh no, no more questions. Uh, I'm just enjoying listening. Well
6: let me say let me say this to Brother Patrick, Brother Seth, and um I'm gonna okay. work this through you, Brother Seth. We still have some uh some uh communications even after the show. I mentioned that I'm I'm preparing to do uh, an online study course. It's entitled uh, Ten Facts That Every Hebrew Israelite Should Know About Jerusalem. And what I do, I I tell the history of this land and the the original people of this land, the other countries and nations who have attempted to rule this land, what has been the pros and cons of trying to subjugate you know this whole idea of Jerusalem, but anyway, it's 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 going to be a very enlightening class, and I would invite Brother Patrick to um, to uh, uh, attend. It's a eight session course that'll be done online, and uh, I'll be actually teaching it uh, live on you know through uh, through this uh, internet online seminar, which you call a, a webinar. And uh, I'll pass the information to Brother Seth, and, and he'll make sure it gets to you. And I think it would be very enlightening. It would give you much more uh, understanding about the history of this land and how important it is to us as a people. I mean, when I say us, I'm talking about those African Americans or the Israelites that are yet in the captivity and what the future of this land actually means to you and what's in store for you futuristically from uh this part of the land
4: point very
2: good point point. and I'll get that to you brother Patrick all right
6: okay, thank you very much
2: all right well folks that was brother Patrick if y'all want to hear more of what he's doing, just check him out on the, I think he's on the second show it's called reality check and don't forget folks if you miss any of these it's like this is like the fifth show. Really, because we did reality check one, two, three, and then we did we did one part one, and tonight is part two. So there's actually five shows dealing with who we are, and um, you know the, again we talked about and, and uh, again reality check part one. I gotta say this because some people I just don't want to move on and, and lose people. Again, some of you don't you're not 100 percent. You like what you're hearing. Some things sound a little scary. You may not know. Part one deals with who we are, talking about the prophecies as to be upon Israel forever. Deuteronomy 28 46 was for the key scripture. Moses said that these things are going to repeat forever, forever. When you read those ancient, all that ancient stuff, that, all of the stories and, and what Israel went through, remember, they are going to repeat and repeat and repeat in 2018. It's still a part of that repeating process. And then part two, a reality check. Uh, uh, Part two was talking about the curses, how we're not curses if we're obedient. The Father promises certain blessings for those that are after his heart and that are obedient. Know those curses won't come nigh your home. They were not supposed to. We, we stand on that. We believe that. But your nation will mourn, kind of like what Yeshua had to go through. And then part three, we visited part one and part two. In part three, that's what we did. Part four our it's actually no part four. We actually started this series talking about the remnant. So, and then uh, again, of course, tonight um, and last week, the brother talked about several things. Uh, They're so sojourn from America. He talked, brother doctor. The doctor did a very good job, just like he's doing tonight. Last week, y'all have to just go back and listen to the old show. It's, again, it's called the same title as tonight's show. Okay. Uh, Sister Eliana, anything, anything? um, Before Brother Patrick, your hand is up, press 1 so your hand will go down because you might have another question later. Again, look at the phone lines. Anybody have questions, please press 1. Again, you listen to Five Smooth Stones. I just want to thank everybody. We have a house full. We've had a house full for five shows straight, and the archives have have done real well. For some reason, last show was the highest rank, and I suspect this show will probably go higher. We don't know. But, folks, uh, I just want to thank you all for tuning in, especially those you have been listening to and since 2011, and my dear family, my bloodline family, the Douglas Kennedy family in 13 states. Uh, some of you all tuning in tonight, and more will tune in in the future in the archives. I just want to thank you all. Again, folks, I'm looking at the phone lines because I don't always look, so if you have a question, please press 1. Please press one. All right. Uh, Again, Brother Patrick, your hand is still up. If you press one of your hand and go down it, then you can press it later if you want to come on again with another question. Sister Eliana um, and Brother um, Dr. Cadrea, are y'all okay with a quick little break? Uh, I know the doctor was running a little late tonight. Are you able to stay with us a little past ten tonight? What's going on, Doc? Talk to us.
6: Yeah, Certainly, it's okay. I'm uh, looking at my time. Just says it's just a little after five. So how much more time okay. do we have on the show, Brother Seth? So I, I'm all right for uh, a, right half now. Right we now,
2: can, we can go as long as you like. But I just want to take a little short break and we'll come back and then just go as long as long as you want. All right?
6: Okay, I, I'm all right for now. Okay, I'm all right. Also, and uh,
3: yes, and it's okay.
2: Go ahead, sister. I'm listening. listening.
3: I said it's okay uh, with me. As well? Can you speak up a little
2: bit? Yes, I said it's okay with
3: me as well. I'm okay with that. Okay,
2: okay, all right. Well, folks, I, I must admit I'm just having a blast tonight. I'm so thankful for the, for the generosity of the, doc, uh, the doctor, just to stop by and and to uh, just share the things he shared. And uh, let me just go ahead and meet everybody's line, and we'll come back here and take a little break. And we'll be right back But folks listen Again I know this may be a lot for many of you I know it is Y'all may try to be all tough But I know many of you are You just just never heard these things I know I can imagine But I just want to say uh, something I think Sister Eliana said I think in part one I want to say She might have said this But listen I remember Sister Eliana's sister Was saying something I didn't get it and Sister Eliana, you might want to share this with your sister, she'll like to hear this. But I kept asking her for scripture, 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 and she kept saying, the Lord just shared it with me. The Lord just showed me. And I kept, I was, you know, I was saying, because I was wanting her to say, Deuteronomy 20, 46, Deuteronomy here, Leviticus 26, because you know Leviticus 26 is another chapter just like Deuteronomy 28. And Sister Eliana's sister did not do that. She kept saying, well, the Father just showed me. And I got to think when I got to work, I was kind of, because I've learned to listen to people. They may be right. Just before we take this little break, let me just share this real quick. This is what I got, and I know it was the Holy Spirit. Some of you can hear a hundred scriptures, and your mind can say it makes sense. But you're just not there yet. Why? You need what Sister Eliana's sister had. She didn't have to have all these scriptures. All the scriptures are is just the Father speaking through other people. He's a right now Elohim, a right now God. He can show it to you like he showed it to me when I read Deuteronomy 28 verse 46. I didn't need nobody in Demona or anywhere else to tell me that we was Israel after I saw Deuteronomy 28, and verse 46, saying that these things would repeat. Because I knew he was already living, wearing his slipper, so to speak, because is more than anybody else. So once the Father showed me, I didn't need no more scriptures. Not saying I knew everything, but folks, once he show you, You don't need no whole entourage of scriptures. And that's what Sister Eliana's sister was saying. The Most High showed me. And that's what we're hoping also happens tonight, in addition to us giving you scriptures. We'll be right back. Here is Tanakh, that Nigerian praise and worship leader um, who's been entertaining us and blessing us all series long. We'll be right back, folks. Along with Sister Eliana Bhatia Out of Merced, California And the one and only Crown Doctor Khazriah Ben Yehuda We're here tonight Talking about that remnant That remnant That mass group of people Coming from four corners That the scripture says Over and over and over Is going to come Into the land of Israel Returning back home I know most of y'all don't believe it. You probably laugh at it. You're probably scared by the very concept of it. But you can't change the most high. Yah or Yahweh have said many times in the scriptures this will be so. So tonight, tonight, we're talking about a remnant returning and we are. Educating our people Letting them see that For sure you can With the most high Live anywhere That African Americans This is truly not your home It should be You're paying taxes You're dying in wars Oh yeah You'd win every time In the court of law It should be But the
0: pain
2: We have went through And our foreparents, parents The further we go back In this country The worse it got It's obvious It's not our home Not to mention our last names does not reflect where they got us from So tonight uh, We're just talking with two very intelligent people And y'all miss Darlene If y'all didn't uh, get a chance to hear Sister Darlene earlier My wife uh, Dr. Codre, your line is open Uh, Sister Eliana, your line is now open And uh, y'all are back So listen, uh, I want to go ahead and uh, hit more of this remnant Because folks I promise you uh, um, We got a house full of people We have a house full of people tonight And I know this show Is going to surpass the other show We're talking about some crazy numbers y'all Maybe I'll give the numbers out sometime in the future But I promise y'all we have a lot of people listening And uh, remember folks Next week we're going to be talking about Black Panther And Hebrewism There is a relationship I'm telling you we're yearning to be a people again And that's why we like Wakanda And that whole movie we're Israel, folks. You better ask somebody. Okay, Sister Eliana, I want to go with you first. I want you to see if you had any questions for Dr. Kazriel, please. And then I want him to share whatever's on his heart. And we'll kind of start getting to wrap things up. But what, anything you have on your heart, and Dr. Coswell, please, if you could, if you'd make, uh, on your note there, if you could remember to make a mental note, i need you to hit more of your businesses. Cold Food Factory, the agriculture, y'all doing amazing things in agriculture, Uh, with regards with the land y'all have up there, and many of y'all on boards, and and just businesses all over the, the world, really, South America, Africa, just Chicago, all over the states, you know, I know some people that own land in Texas, a uh, farm, and I want you to hit that a little harder than you did last week, because I want you to see how global this thing really is, please, and remember folks, this is just one group, one group in Israel doing stuff, I don't know what Amar Sadamar is doing with his millions that I hear he has he, I'm telling you, I got inside information. His brother's doing some things in Israel. This is a rich man, NBA legend, uh, Amar Sadamar, If I'm pronouncing his name right, and then there's other people, all patches of all over Israel, and they're not necessarily associated with Demona. Remember that, okay? We are, we're inter- interviewing tonight, if I can talk. We're interviewing tonight the largest group, nearly three thousand. So, Sister Eliana, what do you have? Any questions for the doctor, please?
3: yeah i wanted to um i wanted Dr Cosrail to speak a little bit on um the fact that um he is the middle east african diaspora unit on the middle east diaspora, african diaspora unity council he's the director and he has recently been acknowledged as one of african of, of the African diaspora's most influential contemporary leaders by a distinguished international panel and will be featured in a book but named this year. So I wanted to have him comment a little bit on that for us and just to get the scope, you know, of what we're talking about because I know that, you know, it's not just that we're Israel and it's not just that you guys are in Demona and Demona's one these wonderful things, but you're also doing some in- phenomenal international things and are recognized yeah. and I want you to speak on that because I think We need to have an elevation of understanding about the greatness that the most high can, how God can use us when we are being obedient, when we're properly placed in the land and what he can do. Because we we do have influential people right now in the the States. And like you said, there's not that true freedom. But truly speak on the work you're doing with this, um, this Middle East African
6: Diaspora
3: Unity Council and all of the, of the things that you're doing
6: there, so. Thank you, you just- Thank you. Yes. Thanks, sis. Appreciate that. Um, mm-hmm. My official position, my portfolio, and the uh, with the community, I'm part of the foreign affairs uh, staff, international um, foreign affairs, and I'm sure you all are familiar with the Durban Conference against racism. Mm that was held in 2001,
5: well, uh,
6: Part, what came out of that? One of the things that came out of that was uh, a project called the Six-Region Policy, okay? And what it says is that the African Union would allow what they call the Six-Region that's the Africans in the diaspora. You know there's five regions in Africa, north, east, southwest, and central. And they want to develop what's called the sixth region, and this would be all of the Africans in the diaspora. They would want the diaspora to come together, to form themselves as one uh, party, one represent- representative of the diaspora, and they would actually have a seat in the African Union in Addis Ababa. It would participate as uh, uh, working members of the African Union. That came out of the Durban Conference against Racism in 2001. Uh, I was assigned to to follow that process, and so for uh, since 2001, probably up to 2013, I covered probably um, most of the conferences. That the diaspora held uh, in terms of building that union, and it was through that work that I that I was recognized uh, for the work that I was doing here in Israel as rebuilding our homeland and reestablishing ourselves as a people again. I mean the again the Africans in the Western Hemisphere to return back to our place of origin and to build a heritage once again, that was noted as one of the uh one of the great performances of diaspora leadership that was uh, it was that's being recognized and and so uh I was selected like Eliana says as one of the uh outstanding leaders and there is a book now it's actually a book that it has a a lot of different um uh, even celebrity personalities such as uh, Oprah Winfrey, uh, Barack Obama, um, who, so many others, just kind of gets me now. But uh, it's a, it was a very honorable um, uh, uh, acknowledgement, simply because of the the seriousness that we have about what we're doing, the six region policy. Uh, Is a great idea, but unfortunately, it's a great challenge for the, for the African diaspora. And so, what I did um, to meet the demands and the criteria of what the African Union uh, was attempting to do, um, I established a nonprofit organization, an NGO, with the title that uh, Eliana mentioned the, the Middle East African Diaspora Unity Council. And our mission statement is to organize the African diaspora here in the Middle East. And we had to use the term Middle East because the United Nations and the African Union, uh, they do not recognize this part of the world as Africa. They they call it the Middle East. So we had to, uh, for political reasons, we had to to take that name, the uh, Middle East, uh, diaspora and but the, the, the better part of it is that we're organizing the Africans in this part of the world to be a part of the six region policy and so that, that takes me into, into Jordan a lot I'm organizing African communities in, in Jordan uh, this summer I'll be visiting Saudi Arabia and Dubai looking for the, the African diaspora there and because this this is a part of the world that we we haven't really uh, become a- acknowledgeable with because of the uh, the the Islamic uh, element here and most of the African experience in the world being more so Christian, you know it it, it kept us from uh, really. Uh, unifying or uh, joining with the, the 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 african brothers here in this part of the world because of those religious differences but the the brothers here in the middle east the african brothers who acknowledge themselves as uh as as pan africanist you know there is a very dynamic group of uh of, of men and women and so that's been the job that I've been on for the last, uh, say maybe uh, five, seven years now.
3: I have a question for you, Dr. Castro. Mm-hmm. So, how, in your in the work that you've done, being at the the Durban conference and being around members of the UN, how many of them have acknowledged to you that they know that the people in America, the African Americans, are really the Hebrews? Because I remember that. Some time ago, a few years back, before Muammar Gaddafi was killed, I remember that the president of Egypt, during that conflict, uh, was they caught him on camera saying that, how is it that the Jews left this region being black and came back as white? And so we know that Egypt, the president of Egypt, knew that the original Hebrews were black. And I know that many, many people, many of the countries in the Middle East know the truth that the the original Hebrews are black and that the people that are calling themselves Jews today are not the original Hebrews. But how many of them have, like, verbally acknowledged that to you, maybe in private conversation or just, you know, some way publicly understanding that we are in captivity here in the United States or being mistreated here in the United States, but we are the original Hebrew people and we do belong yeah. in that land. Have you had that experience
6: with anyone? Sure, sure, yeah, good question Great It's uncontested Mostly by The civil society People understand that That's a very um, uh, It's not hard to wrap your head around The fact that The Ideal of the people The indigenous people of the Bible Were Africans People are getting to that and the fact that this Hebraic idea is, is springing forth the way it is, I mean, people are starting to get with this idea. However, when you start moving into political circles, you have to know that uh-huh. the Israeli government, not so much the Israeli government, no, I wouldn't say that, the Jewish lobby, you know, that's probably one of the strongest lobbies in the world. And so people are, are, are very hesitant to speak anything against that constituency, especially when you start getting into your higher political uh, agendas. So that's not a subject that that a lot of leaders would just get behind. In private conversation, yeah, but in, in terms of the public venues that I've spoke at, um, most of them, they, they won't engage the subject like that publicly, because you know this anti-Semitic uh, thing. You get you get crowned anti-Semitic in the in the popular political you know uh, arenas. You're gonna have you can have some very serious problems. But the people, not only do they uh, uh, they can wrap their heads around it, but it it, it it's accepted. You know, here and there you have you have a lot of mostly, and I'm sure you all are familiar with the Kemet scholars, those who base their identity strongly on the the fact that Egypt, you know, represents the most uh, uh, remarkable backdrop to the for African people today, and it it denies the whole presence of anything coming out of the Bible. You know, they give us a, 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 a little run until they really hear our story, and then they uh, they they somewhat humble their spirit down, uh, based on the fact that we're not solidifying our presence here only from the scriptures. The scriptures is our historical proof and prophetic evidence of why we exist. But we do know that the Hebrews of antiquity. They were not religious people. You know, religion right. is something that was superimposed into the whole Hebraic experience. And so we kind of understand why our Kemet scholars uh, are hesitant and kind of afraid, you know, of, of, of this, of the biblical, you know, uh, connection. But they have to be like yourself, sister. I and mean, they have to be very skilled in understanding how to move through scripture and know how to... To stay focused on the historical realities and not the religious, you know, uh, uh, elements that's been superimposed into the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that's another issue. So the idea, it resonates well. Our challenge is, like I said, we have to get out more. This is a season now where we have to expand this idea. And so that's why I was just in the United Nations uh, a few months ago. Uh, there's a, a project you all may have heard about it. And Brother Seth, I think it would be something for you to look into for some future shows. The United Nations have claimed the next 10 years as the decade for the people of African descent. And this is another spinoff from the Durban Conference Against Racism in 2001. As a matter of fact, it's it's almost like part of the um, the working agenda to bring the uh, the uh, xenophobic uh, uh, realities, the racism that's been perpetrated against us globally, against African people globally, they have uh, introduced what they call the decade for people of African descent. And they have spend this 10 year period on uh, ways to, to rectify, you know, this, this, this racism, but it's a, uh, I was at this conference and again, uh, when the civil societies were given opportunities to speak, when I raised my voice as representing the the tens of thousands and thousands of Africans living in Israel, you know, I mean, almost you could hear a pin drop, you know, because people don't associate Israel as Africa. You know, and when they saw this, this black man standing there speaking, saying he's representing Israel, I mean, the political state of Israel is what you know. I was not speaking in terms of the biblical Israelite experience. I was saying that I'm from the, the state of Israel, representing the African people in that land. You know, I mean, it's like heads were turning, like wow, you know, because it's uh, it's not every day that you meet a an African scholar from Israel that's out promoting, you know, this this, this agenda in the political arenas. So uh, well, doctor. Mm
3: -hmm. That brings me to another question. So here, for example, the the show that Seth is doing is trying to wake up the um, American black people or the African-American people to the fact that they're Hebrews using scripture-based predominantly Mm -hmm. and then also um, strongly urging our people to do historical research but sure. the, uh, one of the problems I understand is that a lot of African-American or black people in the United States do not attend church. There are a lot right. of, um, there's a lot of, there's a large amount of us that do go to church, but there's many, 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 many thousands, hundreds of thousands more, maybe even millions that don't go to church. So they have a hard time looking at the biblical um, explanation right. for us being Hebrews in in light of the tenual systematic or systemic oppression that we face as a people and the discrimination. So my question is a person that maybe is not, has no biblical reference or affiliation or desire to, to be, you know, understand that they are Hebrew based on scripture, but they know Mm -hmm. that there's a burning inside of them, that they are Hebrew. Now, if they want to go to Israel, how best, Should they represent themselves? And then you have the other hand, the people that are deeply, deeply spiritual and actually have the Ruach of the Most High Mm -hmm. inside of them and Mm -hmm. are professing to be very spiritual um, Hebrews going into Israel. They cannot use that basis, you know, politically, like you say, and socially to establish their claim that they're Hebrews, but they want to go to the... To Israel and they get into a discussion with someone why are you here how would you being a man living in the in the land and having dealt with these challenges what would be the best way for our people to respond why they're in Israel if they mm-hmm. cannot use biblical scripture which the political um, masses do not support as our reason for being there what what would be the best way for them to stand and defend their right
6: to be in the land of Israel Right Good. Great question You know <laughs> Yeah great point. point um, First of all I'll say that it would be First of all it's, it's very Difficult almost It's very difficult To justify The totality of the Hebraic Identity without the Bible you know, you, you, but you have to know how to use the Bible in, in a way where it's not bending towards religion. And you, you can do that from the, the first book, Rashit, you know, as it's called Reshit in Hebrew, the Genesis. Because when you understand what a Hebrew is, remember uh, that I mentioned last week that, you know, to be a Hebrew, you don't have to necessarily be an Israelite. Hebrew-Israelite is is saying two different things. Our nationality is Israelite. But the Hebraic idea is more of a mentality, a state of existence, of consciousness, that places one in a lifestyle, or when you say you are Hebrew, you are actually participating in a lifestyle that is truth-centered and focused on regenerating life. Everything has to be life enhancing, for example uh if you're a Hebrew, your dietary habit will most likely be vegan. Why? because the vegan diet is the most life centered diet that' known you know you would uh if you're a Hebrew you wouldn't uh support a system like capitalism why because capitalism is an uh, oppressive system of of, of governance that uh, gives people the right to exploit others. You you follow what I'm saying? so to be a Hebrew, you are are in a perpetual evolving state of consciousness. Okay? And so from there, you have the the very essence of what a Hebrew Israelite is. And so when you talk about life-centeredness, or that true centeredness You can go into biology. Uh, remember the, the the first and the greatest teacher, uh, the greatest book, is nature. You know, before there was a Bible to teach about the Creator, there was nature. The Creator was in nature because it's it's through our environment, this ecological environment, that we find our greatest condition in terms of what we were created to do and that was simply to live we were created to live to live in accordance with aligned with the biological life regenerating forces of the universe that's that's what a Hebrew is the Israelite is our nationality so when you understand that this part of the world remember we talked about how the uh, this part of the world being the centrifugal and the centripetal point of the universe That means this is the most spiritual part of the universe You know, northeastern Africa, the so-called Middle East Jerusalem, Israel, Egypt, you know, uh, uh, Jordan, Syria, Lebanon, Iraq, Iran Everything from the Nile to the Euphrates River geographically so, is the most spiritual part of the universe. You know, it's a, it's, this is what I do in the class that I, I do about uh, with Jerusalem. And so I, I'm saying that to say that we, you can explain your purpose as a Hebrew through, through the sciences, through the through the uh, uh, through the ideals of the the empowering elements of earth wind fire and water because when you are able to align with those forces then you become a regenerative uh, spiritual force and that's what the Hebrew Israelite experience is before there was a Bible before there was Abraham remember Abraham he didn't create this Hebrew experience. He was trying to restore something that had fallen. It was the same with Noah and all of the great men of Scripture. They didn't create righteousness and truth. They were trying to restore and to make truth a systemic ideal of governance and to make truth and righteousness the law of the land. But they didn't create these laws. These laws are the natural forces that you see in nature. All the time, so that's how we explain it to those who who has lost faith in scripture uh uh you know it doesn't have you know feel that the Bible has been a, a book that has exploited our people okay that's another conversation, but as an israelite as a Hebrew Israelite, my essence is being remember, and this is the key, and I'll end with this point the key is. We always have to go back to our most original form, and that is we are people from the soil. That's what Adam, the word Adam in Hebrew, it also means blood. It references to soil. Okay? And so we are people of the soil. So all of our regenerative experience will come from the soil. This is why we eat only from the soil. This is why we – the laws that you see in nature, the laws of reciprocity, the laws of equilibrium, the laws of uh, of, of, of gravity and, and equity, those are laws that we must superimpose into a system of governance. And that's what makes it the Hebrew-Israelite experience. So um, maybe that – hopefully that kind of shared a little bit on uh, – the different approaches that you can take to to teach this Israelite experience. Well, I think
3: I, I think I I understood that perfectly, but that might've been a meat might've been a little bit more deep for some, someone who's just now understanding that they're a Hebrew and they desire to go into the, to the land and they are Mm -hmm. confronted by someone, maybe a um, secular Jew, because under, I understand in Judaism which is a system of religion that is of late, they are not the Hebrew people, but in Judaism, you have the um, religious Jew who relies on Torah and the whole world in Torah being those first five books of Moses, the you know um, and and I'm sorry, I got interrupted out. Sorry, um, those mm-hmm. five, first five books of Moses that um, they rely on heavily to be their complete history experience and identity and point of reference for why they're in the land. But it's a double-edged sword because they deny us the same right as Hebrews, okay. use the very same scriptures to identify ourselves, but the whole world stands and applauds when they say, I'm a Torah-believing Jew, and then they mm-hmm. have made an exception and an allowance for other Jewish people to come in who would they call secular Jews to come into the land, and they right. feel that they have right to be there. But they, again, deny us, whether we are religious or spiritual or secular, the right to even state and claim that we are Hebrews based solely on Scripture, which they do for themselves, and that's. We're fear. there,
6: yeah. Okay, yeah, right. Well, in that, in that essence, in that case, uh, Cecilia, we we do have to make the claim to those scriptures. We've had to done. That's what we did, and that's what we're still doing today. So, yeah. In, in that sense, we must, regardless to how people may see. Scripture you know whether African Americans those Jews that are here people in general, we have to make the claim to uh, but see to that politically narrative.
3: but see politically if we go if we go to the Knesset and say hey i'm I know that I'm a Hebrew because these scriptures pertain to me, and these are the this is my proof. They would probably individually, depending on the merit of the person and their integrity, accept mm-hmm. them. But if
6: tens of thousands of us came
3: and went to the Knesset and said the same
6: thing, they would deny us. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened to us now. See, remember, when we first came to the land, the law of return was based on believing, just believing you are a Jew, and your desire to worship according to Torah—that's all. That, that's all you had to do. So, uh, uh, forty years ago, fifty years ago, well, at the beginning of you know the, the creation of the state, you're right. Anyone could do that, but it was through the fear of African Americans they changed the law based on us when they thought that we were preparing to bring. Tens of thousands of, of Africans From America into Israel under, law, uh, under the law of return They actually changed it And see that's why we know that See we have to keep our faith in the most high You know Because they, they knew that that was the correct criteria To allow people to come to this land It should have always remained the law of return If you desired Because according to uh, The political uh, Oppression that we've suffered All of our identity was lost Even the Jews Those that, that make claim Through the European system of, of, of Judaism They can't retrace their, their heritage back Through documentation You know, all of that was lost So they set up a system of, of faith and, and desire to live according to the laws But out of fear They changed those laws and then they said, well, now you have to prove that you are a Jew based on dust, dust, and us. Well, that was to lock us out and to lock others with the intention that we have and had to lock us out. So uh, I, I'm not sure if I'm, I'm addressing your point correctly, but we yes. have to make that claim through Scripture, yes. and they will deny it. But at that point, you know, we just we had to make a stand because one thing they told us, they said, if you all don't convert to Judaism under the law of Halakha, we will throw you out of this land. Sister Eliana, we did not convert; we did not do it. That was forty <laughs> years ago. And you're still in the land. You're still in the land. You're still in the land. So there's another Absolutely. power. There's another power yes. that keeps us here. Well, Absolutely. Because they
3: wanted what I wanted you to say because there are people on this line that they know for sure, for sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt that they're Hebrew, they, it's been confirmed, the scripture has confirmed it for them. But I wanted okay. you to say that so that they would know when they are, re- if they want to return, if they're feeling like they've been called to go back and they get confronted, you said it so perfectly. They need to just take a stand of who yes, they so- are. and I, You did answer that. Spot on And, and it's And, okay,
2: and, and Eliana. Let uh. me just say this Susie Eliana.
3: Yes You there I'm here
2: Susie Eliana.
3: Yes Can you hear me I can hear you Can you hear me
2: Oh, oh Okay okay I guess I couldn't hear you And Dr. Cosgrove Are you still there
1: Yes
2: Okay I just heard a little noise And it scared me there But I guess everybody's still in place here Heard a weird noise But anyway uh, Sister Eliana, I kind of had something similar that happened to me on a plane. And uh, you might enjoy this, and your listeners may enjoy what I'm about to say. And then I have another question about the celebrities, uh brother that's been in Israel, how y'all are utilizing their popularity in a second. But I had a rabbi on the plane, and everybody was checking in with this gentleman. I don't know who he was. I, later when I got home, I moved him. Okay, why is that echoing?
0: Somebody just got near a
2: oh, yeah. So mute me if you're not. I don't know who's lying.
6: But anyway, I don't know who's
2: lying. But anyway. So watch this. I I was on a plane with a rabbi, and uh, I made like I know the father wanted me to talk to him. Why? He was right across the, the way, the aisle from me. And everybody was checking in with this guy like he was some dignitary. Well, later I googled him, and he is a dignitary. He's from uh, he was from Newark, and he was a powerful so called Jew in his neighborhood. And I guess he made these trips to Europe I mean to Israel. But well, watch this brother, brothers and sisters what happened. I said, okay, this is my opportunity, because 'cause y'all know I take a camera around Israel, Doctor Carter, you didn't know this, but one of the reasons I take a a a camera or excuse me a recorder is I like to record the those that say they are Jews you know, again, when I'm walking in love towards him and we have general conversation, I like to talk to them about these kinds of matters and see what they say. So, classic example, flight had just taken off, and so we begin to dialogue. And I asked him, had he heard about the people in, in, in America that say they was Jews? And he said, yes, he had heard about them. And so I began to say things like, can you give me something to tell them? I didn't tell them what I believe, as that would have been the end of the conversation, Sister Eliana. So I said, can you tell me... Um, uh, what to say to those African-Americans that believe they're Israel. They're all over the place. And I said, because here's what they're saying about y'all. They're saying y'all have not been through anything in the Scriptures. This brother, this rabbi tells me, yes, we have. He said, I've heard about them. He said, but they're incorrect. I say, so help me out with the whole thing about the the about the Holocaust. And uh, he says, well, the Holocaust is in the Bible. I said, they say that the Holocaust is not in the Bible. He said the Holocaust is in the Bible. I said, said, you mind me recording you? And you would think the average person would say, no, don't record me. He said, record me. It's not a problem. I played it for a church in Columbus and uh, other people. But check this out. He said that the Holocaust was in Deuteronomy 28. I said, what about when it talks about uh, – I know. I said, what about when it talks about how that your wives, millions of women – again, folks, Moses up on the mountain talking about what you're going to go through forever. I said, what about when it says that you as a nation is going to have wives, talking about millions of women, uh, Moses was talking about, but another nation is going to come lie with her. Did y'all go through that? he says, oh, yes, dear Lord, in the Holocaust. You hear about how the Germans took our wives. I've never heard about Germans. I, I've heard about them oppressing the women, but not sleeping with them, Like, not like we went through a slave. I said, well, I said, in the killer world, the slave ships. I said, what about the slave ships? He had no answer. And the more I talked, he began to say things like, well, you know, the Bible sometimes it means it say this and it's allegorical, this and allegorical, that. I, mean, he, I said, well, I said, if that's the case, I almost said his name. I can't say his name. I want to say his name. But I said, if that's the case, sir. Then how can, how can you determine who a Jew is if the Scripture is allegorical here and is allegorical there, and we can't rely on it, and it don't mean salacious, but it means something else? At the end, I drop the bomb. The bomb is Leviticus 13, where the Bible talks about white skin being a curse, a type of curse. Talk about albinism, albinoism, um, coming out of Leviticus 13 and 13, where it talks about when white skin is turning and eventually all turns white. I say That's, that 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 is in our Bible. I said, you know about that? He says, I know about it. I said, what do you think of that? Every time white skin appeared in the Bible, it's associated with the curse. And he said these words, and the Father is my witness. This man said this to me on that plane. I don't know, Seth. What they're saying could be true. They're meaning the people back in America. So we weren't there yet. We had just taken off. So all I'm saying is it looks like a big old system that just can't fall. But when we take out the scriptures like the doctor's saying, I know Eliana knows it as well. When we really go with the scriptures, folks, they really don't have nothing to say if you use it skillfully. If you use it skillfully, they can't say anything, especially if you do it in love. So anyway, I wanted to also ask, what did y'all think of that really quickly? Dr. Carson? what did you think of that?
6: That experience you just shared?
2: Yeah, with me sharing with the priest on the plane.
6: It's un, it's 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 undenying, you know. You 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 can't refute it. it it's 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 truth. You can't. And 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 that's why we have to have the courage to stand for what we know is right, Brother Seth. That's the power in in in, in this movement that this remnant has has returned. Because uh, uh, again, they they said if they didn't, if we didn't convert, they would throw us out, and, and and we're still here. So the that we have to know the truth, and then we have to stand on it. So I mean, I, I've had similar experiences. So yeah. That well, was, let me it ask, was let me
2: ask you this. I'm looking at the time. Good time good I didn't realize we're so close. So, Sister Eliana, if you, if you don't mind, I want to ask him one more question. I I wanted to respond to that, but I'll. I'll just go to this last question that is this unless you have one after i do it's not a problem after this one but i wanted to ask you about people the, pers- the the personalities like blair underwood Winnie Man, the people that have been to demona like blair underwood uh winnie mandela stevie wonder whitney houston bobby brown uh people like uh six feet under can't think of a name uh, six feet under celebrity yeah. star uh, beverly todd and the list yeah. go on and on and on What do y'all do with those people with the popularity that they have in order... I mean, I don't want to say you want to use them. I don't like their word, but I mean, obviously, they have a serious platform. Millions of people are watching them, And I mean, yeah. if you get somebody like a Blair Underwood that decides he's going to go tell the world, guess what the world is going to know? Especially a Whitney Houston. I know she's no longer with us, but I mean, right. how do you or do you even try to say, hey, can y'all share this more on your platform? Absolutely. Can you, Absolutely. how do you
6: talk to me? We do just that, Brother Seth. We, we try to give them as much as we can in the short time that they're here. And and hopefully they will, you know, take the good message out. And I will say, most of them are overwhelmed. Most of them had oh. no idea that we were here. And then those that do had no idea that we were doing as well. And it's extraordinary as we 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 developed. They had no idea this exists. But I will say this. Hey, it seemed like
2: every time I'm there, so I know she knows.
6: Yeah. But yeah, Whitney Houston,
2: a, stickney, was a, a lot of them makes more than one trip there.
6: Yeah, but Whitney Houston was the greatest of all of them. You know, her experience here was it, it probably was her background from the church and and as deeply, you know, Whitney Houston was a very spiritual woman. That's why she could sing the way she can. You 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 have to be spiritual to let a sound like that come out of you. And so when when she engaged uh, Ben I he actually became her spiritual father. Let me, give you, let me share some history with you that you probably have never heard this. Remember when Whitney Houston made her return and she went back to the stage after the rehab situation? She went back to the stage and she flopped. I think she was in Australia somewhere. And she flopped. Okay. A couple of concerts that she did. She, I mean, it, it came out all over the media that she did. People were demanding their money back. Out of right, all I of the people. All of the people that she leaned on, she leaned to Ben Ami. She called Ben Ami late one night and told him that she had never been so destroyed and, and and so uh say uh uh devastated in all of her life. And she and she asked him, you know, what to do, and he told her, he said, drop it for now, daughter. Let let it all Lead a career alone right now, and come home, come home and be with us for a season, and rebuild and strengthen yourself. Do you know she was going to do that? As a matter of fact, I heard a testimony by her daughter before she passed, and she said that it was when her ima, her mother, had told her that they were going, they were going to go back to Israel for a season, and she said that that kind of threw her off, you know, like she didn't understand, she didn't know that the you know that the Israel visit had had that much impact on her mother. Bobby was a little girl when she came. You know, she was it she wasn't looking at what Whitney was looking at. You know, but uh and I, and I'll say this too, out of all of the stars that came here, Whitney put us on the map because she had the courage to go to the Beit Knesset or to the to the Knesset, to the House of Government to let them know that she was Visiting this land because of us, the Hebrew Israelites in Demona, that went viral. It went viral all throughout the the earth, you know. So having the, the stars come and, and make that testimony of uh, of this, it, it, it's been great. And we we try to encourage more of our people to come and just take a look. So, like you said, we won't see free. it as a cult.
0: Yeah. If
2: I can cut y'all just for about ten seconds, especially when she's about to get on that private plane back, and the cameras was all on her, and she says, "Get on the plane." Her last words was, "Israel, my land, my land," right. and that really exactly. went viral there for a
6: second. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and that scared, and and it, it put a lot of those Jewish people on defense too. They didn't, they didn't you like that. It, that scared them. You
2: spoke with yeah. them. I'm sorry. I'm just kind of look at the clock. I don't want time to run out on us. But you spoke with President Perez. I saw you with the with President, ex President Perez. What? Right. I, you don't have to share what y'all talked about. But how was he in relations to who we are? Did he seem like oh yeah, kind of
6: laughing at us on his breath? Tell oh no, you. no, 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 no. Brother said. the president probably was one of the. Remarkable man of the twentieth century in terms of historian, it was it was because of his mentor was David Ben Gurion, the founder of the state of Israel. I think I don't know. I, I so many interviews. I don't. get them kind of mixed up. But David Ben Gurion, he was a Bible scholar, par, par excellent, and he he knew the truth about the Israelites. He did know. He also knew that, like you've been saying, in the last days, it wouldn't be just the Israelite who could identify themselves through the lineage, but those who desire to live by truth, they would be inheritors. They would it would be a, a, a land for all truth centered men. He stated this when he came into into his presidency. He said that Israel was not just for Jews, that it was for all people who desire to live by truth, okay? He also understood that the Messianic return, all of the scholars who had forecast the Macy, the Messiah's return in this land, they agreed that the Messiah would emerge from the southern region of Israel, okay? European Jewish scholars, they, they all have mapped out the return of the Messiah being from The South. So, when President Pérez heard about us, and he looked into our history, being the scholar that he was, he knew that there was truth to our claim being Israelites. But for 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 his political agenda, he couldn't just come down and embrace us. But for years, he watched us. He watched us. You said that I I was a singer. I used to sing. For an Israeli band, and we used to do weddings all over the land. And I met, the first time I met the president was at a, a wedding somewhere up north. And when I met him, he asked me, he said, How is the family doing in Dimona? That kind of took me off, uh, It kind of threw me off a little bit because I didn't, for him to call us family, you know, and this was during a time we were having a very hard time with the Israeli government, but he called us family. So uh, we, we've watched and we've noticed that, the, you know, there, like I said, there are many, you know, political officials historically who know who we are. But the point is, on his 70th birthday, Simone Pettis, he came, he, every year he would go to a place called Stable Care. And this is where his mentor, Ben-Gurion, is buried at. And he would go and visit Stable Care is also in the southern region. On his 70th birthday, he came to visit DeMona, to visit. And I, I mentioned that, that he said that when he, when he, his experience here, he felt the spirit of the ancient fathers. But what I was talking to C- Simone Peters in that particular photograph is that he, I had saw him on a program. I was in London, and I was watching a, a program, and he was doing an interview uh, he was interv- he was being interviewed by a student body of uh, of Muslims out of Dubai, and they were really putting it to the president. I mean, they were socking him with all kind of questions and and claims of uh, uh, of racism, etc. And the president did as a politician, he did well. But as a historian, I kind of admired some of the points that he was making. So that picture, I, I was at the, uh, the celebration of Ghana's independence. And I met him again. And see, in, in, in public relations, you know, uh, you only have about, maybe about 10 seconds to say something to attract someone's attention if you want to engage in a conversation, it's your introductory that can get you their attention. So I had to say something that would grab his attention. And I brought up the fact on how well he handled that audience in Dubai. And he looked at me like he was like, wow, you know, uh, you saw that? I mean, he couldn't imagine, you know, um, a black man, first of all, even being interested in something that he would say, you know, to some students in Dubai. But after I got his attention, then I started talking about the uh the uh coming and visit Demona again and you know et cetera et cetera. But Simón Peres was a uh, he was some kind of a politician and he he was one of those brother Seth sister Eliana who who knew who we, who we are, but he just couldn't make that proclamation. It was just too much, you know, behind wow. it. But he understood who we were, who wow. we are. I'm sorry.
2: Oh, wow! 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 Well, listen. Time has kind of gotten away. We got to wrap the show up, but listen, I just want to thank you. You did very well. I'm glad you stayed over because we was, you know, we kind of couldn't connect a little earlier. So I appreciate you staying over and making up the time. This show, uh, I think, was as good as last show, if not better, in terms of information given. I let you and Sister Eliana run with it, and Sister Eliana, Eliana asked some very good questions. Sister, I really appreciate you tonight. And uh, I want you to go ahead. Uh, if you got a quick question, Sister Eliana, or a quick comment, and then Brother uh, uh, Doctor Zakharov, Zoc- uh, you can just uh, find answer pretty quickly. I want to wrap this but, up in about it. let's um, and go ahead. Brother said,
6: let me let me say this. I'm so sorry, Brother Seth, but I, I have to really go at this very minute. And um, okay. I too would like to to commend our Sister Eliana. Uh, she's a remarkable scholar. You know, and I'm I'm looking forward to engaging with her and yourself, Seth, in, in future engagements. And uh, I'm so glad that that whatever that made you decide to call me and bring me on this show, uh, I'm so thankful that you did that because I'm looking at the, at the futuristic uh, possibi- possibilities and potentials that can come out of you know this uh, relationship. I was in a a, a minister's meeting today. And I mentioned you, Brother Seth, and everybody got a good laugh, you know, because they do remember Brother Seth. <laughs> because, <laughs> like you said, you came, you stuck it to us a certain kind of way. But uh, it was all in jesting; and it was all in, uh, in in good favor. And they're looking forward to you coming back. So, hopefully uh, that uh, that to- can happen. Yeah, but I, I'm sorry, but I have to push right now. And, I, again, I'd like oh, to say so thank, you to wrap wrap to and thank you. Thank you, thank
2: you. And uh, tell them how everybody quickly can get a hold of you quickly, quickly,
6: quickly. Uh, Brother Seth, you can contact me at, uh, I'll give you my email address, and it's uh, Derek Jackson, D-E-R-R-I-C-K, Jackson, like the singer. Derek Jackson, 973 at yahoo.com. Again, Derek Jackson. Derek Jackson. D-E-R-R-I-C-K Jackson 973 All right, brother. Yeah. Thank you well, appreciate, it. Oh,
2: and, and appreciate it I know you got to go so thank you And Sister Elana anything you want to say to him real quick
3: No But I do want to say that Shalom it was a pleasure An absolute pleasure
4: Hallelujah. And I
3: thank you very much for sharing
2: yeah. Alright shalom
3: brother All right. Shalom shalom, shalom.
2: All right, folks. There you have it. That was Doctor Ben, Doctor Ben Yahuda, and uh, I wish uh, we could. I wish y'all could see this long bio. The brother is so humble. It's so many. Isn't it a long bio, Sister Eliana?
3: Yes, it is. It's, it's <laughs> wonderful. We,
2: we could not read it, but listen. I thought you was class act tonight. I'm sure people got to see another side of you with the questioning and the comments. You know, I'll let you guys run. The show tonight And I really appreciate you stepping in And Sister Arlene I'll let her know I really appreciate her doing what she did She was a classic as well I enjoyed hearing the both of you talk While I was trying to reconnect with the brother So listen I want to thank you I'm going to go ahead and close out the show Any last words please
3: No but I do want to Yes I want to encourage everyone that's listening To take courage and to be of good cheer And to stand Because you have a rich Wonderful heritage. You don't have to be ashamed. You don't have to hold your head down anymore. We are the Hebrew people of Scripture. We are the people of the Most High Yah. And we have a day that we are going to do a lot of rejoicing coming very, very soon. So I just want you to put on your dancing shoes. I want you to be encouraged and comforted to know that the Most High has not forgotten about you and that he loves you greatly. And all of this has come about for you to understand who you are today. Good night.
2: Amen. Sister Shalom and uh, Toda to all of you what you've done today, all right?
3: Okay. Thank you so much.
2: All right. Well, that was our sister, our beloved sister, Eliana, all the way from Merced, California. Again, I'm Brother Seth here in Fort Worth, and we're just trying to reconnect to our home, and that's all we're trying to do, be obedient to the Scriptures. The Father said it so. It ain't nothing we're trying to concoct. It ain't nothing we're trying to do. It's what the Scripture says. You can't get no more Bible than what has happened tonight. Again, I don't believe it's time for the Mass Exodus, but I do believe, and we see by interviewing the brother that there are people Getting it together And yes we believe something was going to happen in Israel Prior to the great return But make no qualms about it Israel A remnant from all four corners That means Americans Is going to return Love every single one of y'all And ain't nothing you can do about it This last song will not be from Sinak I think I'll do something a little different And play the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir This is made away, Because truly in order for this remnant to happen we have to make a way. The father definitely have to make a way. So, good night everybody.